See, we're not even we're not even late. We're on time. I want them to say, I want to see L host Haley. Go ahead. I, I want oh, to see them. Guys, guys, come on now. Be better than that. We're not even late. We're right on time. Damn. Oh, I, 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 I know that I know H. Do you think these L host people at like nine o'clock once are they yelling at like the at the TV when they're watching like ESPN Sports or yeah, something? Like exactly. Exactly. Why is the commercial going to nine nine o'clock and thirty seven seconds? But yeah. but all those people are never late. Yes. Well, first of all, we're not late. Let's get to the no. bottom of that. Number late. two, number two, you can't just say L host to everybody because right. H is not an L host. No, she isn't. Don't don't lump H in with all the other hosts. No, don't yeah, do that. And listen, FIFA boy is gonna in 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 jeopardy of losing his mod status if he mm-hmm. keeps one minute late. If he keeps keep, keep it up. Keep keep it up. Yeah. Keep, keep it up. Morning, FIFA boy. Last. Mm-hmm morning you are uh, this is your final one and we will we, we we may be looking into we may be looking into some some uh some new some new help here so mm-hmm. keep it up mm-hmm. you are replaceable everyone is replaceable anyways uh what's good you guys thanks for joining fluid and chill uh we have a lot to get into tonight actually uh for the off season this week has been pretty crazy so um we're gonna dive right in Jay, talk to me. Talk to me. We, we, what is Harden doing? What, what Harden does? Sisters, what Harden does? But that's what he's doing. He's I doing what he does. So give me a breakdown. Uh, apparently, he has opted. He wants to in. be traded at the opted yes, into opted his. In, yes. But mm-hmm. he, he he wants to be traded. He wants to be gone. He's jumping ship like he tends mm-hmm. to do. So, uh, what are your thoughts right now? Not okay, H. First and foremost, let, let let's get to the bottom of the ten to do part. This is what he does. This is the third time in five years he's requested to be traded. I just want to make sure that we clear on that. Third time, he had the fat suit on when he was <laughs> in Houston. Which I'm thinking to myself, when you saw that, when you saw James Harden in Houston in that warm up line, in all honesty, H, how much did you think he weighed? Just off the top of your head, when you saw him, man, I'm I don't really know, but two hundred. Okay, what's his playing weight? What's his playing? His weight? He's at two twenty five. That's his playing okay, weight. So his playing okay. weight is two twenty five. So when you saw him in yes. that fat dude, was he like two sixty? I thought he was at least two forty five. I thought he was at least two forty five. Now I'm thinking to myself, I liked as an it. Elite, I liked it because he looked like me. So that made me feel elite, good. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm thinking to myself as an elite athlete. You know how difficult it is for me to gain 20 pounds? And not 20 pounds of muscle, just 20 pounds. I have to literally be doing nothing in order to gain 20 pounds. Mm, I can gain 20 pounds like that. But here's the difference, though, Tom. He's in his 30s, though. Like, what is he, 33? When you're talking about a dude that's that young, right, that's that young, that plays professional basketball and is always on the go, to gain that much weight in that time, and then immediately for it to come off, it was the in the words of Kevin Durant, which this was this, this was him saying, I was shocked how out of shape he was. That's who Jay Harden is. He comes to camp. In fact, we could go back to 2015 when Kevin McHale first said it. James showed up to camp out of shape. That's who he is. So he does that in Houston. He does that in Houston, and he forces his way out of Houston because they're in a rebuild. He doesn't really want to go play in Brooklyn, just so you guys know. He really wanted to go to Philly right from the beginning. That's where Daryl Morey was. That's where he wanted to be. But he got talked into going to Philadelphia. He got talked into going, I'm sorry, going to Brooklyn. 
reason why he got talked into going to Brooklyn is like Tone wants to go to this party on the other side of town, but I talk him into this other one. And you know what, Jay? You know what? It doesn't really sound like a bad idea. I think I will go with you. But when we get to that party, turns out Tone is going there going, you know what? I should have went to the party that I wanted to go to in the first place. Instead, listening to you, and this is where I am. So James Harden gets to Brooklyn. They give up all of those pieces. They give up Jared Allen. They give up Karis LeVert. They give up all of those first-round picks in order for him to end up in Brooklyn, which turns out to be a disaster because everybody's telling us that the reason why Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving couldn't get past Milwaukee was because James Harden was hurt. Well, he was hurt because he was out of shape. Again, that's where, that, that's where we are. So this is a theme, right? This is a theme. If this thing is going bad with the whole Kyrie Irving being how he is with COVID, this situation is not going good. Even though when they're playing together, I think that they were something like 15, 15 or 18 games over 500. The, the small amount of games that we saw them play, they were like 15 to 20 games over 500. But this thing is not going good. He asks out again, and he gets his wish. So he ends up in Philadelphia. They end up getting some of their draft picks back. They end up with Ben Simmons. They end up getting some of their draft picks back. He plays half a season with Joel Embiid. It's not really that good, but then he plays an entire season with Joel Embiid. And we kind of see James Harden getting back in the form. Leads the league in assists. He's a 20 and 10 guy. This thing looks like it's going to turn into something for most people. Only difference is that I know who James Harden is. And he reintroduces himself like he does every year in the playoffs. And here we are again. So now here we are. It's the end of the season. And this is more of a money move than it is anything. I think him getting traded and getting an extension is more of anything because there's no way that you're going to sell me, Tone, that this guy is getting traded to another contender and he's ring chasing. James Harden will be 33, 33. No, I've never really got the impression that James Harden was a quote-unquote ring chaser. Mm -hmm. I think he... In OKC, he would have stayed in OKC if they, they offered him the same money, and they yeah. didn't. So he's like, all right, I'll just go be the man in Houston. Mm-hmm. And and he was very fortunate. They were very fortunate that he was that type of player. He got put with the right coach in the right system, and, and he became a superstar caliber player because mm-hmm. of all of those factors coming together. But I never thought he was he, – I always thought, and this is maybe not a good thing, he was about himself. He was about himself. And, hey, I get in my numbers. I'd like to win. But as long as I'm getting mine, I'm happy. Again, just my impression. Mm -hmm. When he goes to the Nets, I don't know how he didn't see it. Kevin Durant didn't see it. Kyrie didn't see it. The coach, the owner, the GM. Because every single fan, every single analyst, every single person that's ever watched basketball one time, that's not going to work. We all said (laughs) that's not going to work. What are you guys doing? I could be like, no, we can make it work. The ignorance, the arrogance <laughs> of them to think it was going to work when we all knew that's not working. And and the audacity of some people say it's a super team. It it's a it's a something team that starts with an S, but it ain't super. And I'll tell it, you, it, this, it, four letter word. It 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 looked good initially, Tone, because when they played together, it 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 did. It looked really good. Again, I think that they were fifteen. I think they were eighteen and six. Or something like that, eighteen and five. When Jay, those how, many, were, how many games do you think they initially played together before everything went down? I, it was less than fifty. It was definitely less than. It was. Def, I, I was thinking total. It was less than fifty games that they played together. And with that being said, Brooklyn ended up getting back 
some of their first round picks with trading for Ben Simmons. Mm. Now he goes to Philadelphia. What's the plan? The plan is for them to win. And I think that Hold with this on. pause there though, because the plan is for him to play the way he played those first seven games mm-hmm. with where he was this facilitator and he was very like open to passing and running an offense. And mm-hmm. that's not who he is. Yeah. He showed he could do it in a small sample size. Mm-hmm. Getting some echo, but I don't, have you ever seen that being James Harden is when you saw him, you're like, Oh, this is a new James Harden. And all of a sudden at 33 years old, he's, he's going to be this great facilitator at night in and night out. Well, he's always been that tall. He, I think he's got a four-year stretch where he averaged double-figure assists. So he's always been a great facilitator. He's always been a willing passer. He's not – even though he gets a lot of shots up, he's always been that. The problem that we have in is, is that when he gets to where he's going, so now he's in Philadelphia with Joel Embiid, a potential league MVP, the pressure is on him now in order for him to win even more. Now he's got a full season with Joel Embiid. He didn't really get a chance to play a full season – of, of, of health with Kyrie Irving and with Kevin Durant. He didn't really get a chance to do what he wanted to do at the end when he was in Houston because they were rebuilding. Now he gets a chance to play with Joel Embiid, who is the league MVP, only except I know who James Harden is, and I know that he's going to fizzle out eventually as the season goes on. I know that he's, he's either going to break down or he's going to underperform or both because that's who James Harden is. And now here we are with James Harden asking to be traded for the third time in five years, for the third time in five years, he's now asking to be traded to possibly a contender again. What evidence suggests that it's going to be any different with Phoenix or in New York than it has been anywhere else? Does he have a no trade clause? Bradley Beal is the only player in the league who had a no trade clause. Then I think if it's me, thanks for opting in. You're going to Minnesota, you're going to Indiana. You're going to – I'm trying to think. You're going to Detroit. Like, I'm going to send you where I, – what I well, We don't, thought he was going to Houston, didn't we? Like, that was the one thing we're like, okay, that's kind of like a great listen, ending to your Houston, story. Houston has, their, Houston has their point guard. Um, I told you this, guys, three days ago. It's Fred Van Vliet. It's so fun. Remember how y'all yelled and screamed at me on the panel? That's crazy. What are you talking about? You don't know nothing, Fluent. Mm, really? We'll see tomorrow when he signs his contract. But anyways, a thought for another time. But it's just like if you demand a trade mm-hmm. and you don't have a no trade clause, which you don't, I'm sending you to the worst. I'm sending you to the worst possible place I can. Just that you want to demand a trade? No problem. I don't. I, I, I don't know if I want to do that, Tom. Because I, I, oh, I'm this, 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 I'm and I do get that. I, I do get that. There's some. There's yeah. some times when you got to be petty. But in this particular situation, I'm still trying to run a business, and I still want to. I, I still want to get the best deal for myself too. And if I'm shipping James Harden off to Oklahoma City, I mean, what is what is Oklahoma City giving me back? They're not going to give me any of them kids. They're not giving me any of them first round picks. So. That's not a great deal for me. I'm not shipping them to Detroit because Detroit ain't coming off of K. They're not coming off of any of they're not coming off of Vibe. They're not coming off of any of those guys or any of those first I'm round. Using, I'm using that as an example. But my point right. is, my point is, I'm not worried about what's like, okay. Dame sits down with let me give you a, a, an example. Dame sits down with management and says, like, hey, you've done everything you can for me. Mm-hmm. You couldn't get it done. I've done everything I can for you, and we can't get it done. Let can we, you know, I'd love to be in a position to win. And they mm-hmm. and they say, We'd love for you to be in a position to win. We're gonna find you the best 
situation for you, obviously, and for us. Like, we're not going to give you away, but we're going right. to try to find something that works. If I'm having that same conversation with, with James Harden today, I'm not having the conversation. He, I, I request a trade. Yeah, cool. Go enjoy your off-season program. I'm calling up and I'm finding I – don't, I don't even care. That, leave the team name blank. I don't care. I'm looking for the best possible deal I can get for him, and I'm shipping him off, and I don't care where it is. I don't care if it's the damn Shanghai Sharks. If they give me the best return, the, I, I don't care where he lands versus because he's done nothing for me versus a guy like Dame who I, I, I have that we have that mutual respect. That's right. all I'm saying. I use Detroit and Indiana as, right, exactly, right. as random bad cities that you don't want to play in. Uh, but that's what I meant by that is that right. I don't care – where he lands i'm not i'm not trying to get him on the clippers i'm not trying to figure out a way to make the salaries work so that i can send him to phoenix right so that they can have this great no i don't care don't don't care with with, with that with that being said tone we got a guy who has now demanded to be traded for the third time in five years like how should we be talking about james Harden? because when i think about it the way that we do talk about james harden yeah, Great this is really change anything right? the way our perception is. In the playoffs, selfish, you know, very talented, but not not going to win you a chip. That's how we talk about him. I think that's a, I think that's a fair assessment because when I look at his game, one of the things that's the most glaring to me is the drop in the playoffs. And a lot of people will get, a lot of people will sell the logic that James Harden, well, he's been hurt. Well, the reason why he's been hurt is because he doesn't take care of his body. And because he doesn't take care of his body, he breaks down. And when he breaks down, his game suffers because of it. And because of that, this is who this guy now is. I would say that one time, H, and then I would be like, well, it's just a, it, it, this is just a, an aberration. This isn't who James Harden actually is. Only except this has been going on for years now. Because it's been going on for years, I have to accept the fact that this is who James Harden is. Add that to the fact that now he's been requesting these trades for these years and bouncing around like he's been doing, well, I don't think that he's clearly about winning because if he was about winning, then he would, one, accept the lesser role, and two, he would get on a crew that would be more conducive to his game as opposed to James Harden jumping on, quote-unquote, a super team because we've seen how much that does not work with the majority of super teams. We've seen it work with James. We've seen it work with the Golden State Warriors. They were already a bomb squad. We've seen that work. But for the most part, these teams that are built internally, those teams are the ones that end up being successful. If you're going to get a guy like James Harden to jump on his Phoenix team with Bradley Beal, with Devin Booker, with Kevin Durant, what's the what, what are the odds that it's not going to work? I can tell you the odds 99. that it's not going to work are – Right. The, the odds that it's not going to work are much higher than the odds that it is. Yeah. I No, I'm, I'm right there with you, and we'll definitely – break that down even though i don't want to um but yeah but but looking at this possibility okay whether it's the clippers the knicks wherever he could be traded okay i don't really care about that i don't care i don't care go do what you want to do get your bag but i do care about joel Embiid. i care that he has the help that he needs that he deserves coming off of an mvp season whether you think he's struggled in, in that you know some of these second round positions that the, that philly's been in it doesn't matter because we know his greatness and and philly needs to do everything they can for that window not to close because they don't have as much time as they might have with you know some of these other players these other guards it's Joel Embiid he is injury prone and so um 
I mean, even the Clippers and the Knicks. What are what? Who are you gonna get? R.J. Barrett. Who are you gonna get? Russell Westbrook, Paul George. Like, is that reliable for Joel Embiid? I don't think so. I think he deserves. I mean, obviously Maxi, and we'd love to see him get some more minutes. Uh, you know, and that's great, but that's not enough. So, who are you gonna bring in to help Joel Embiid? Well, we hold we, on. We someone, do... someone has a, someone's knocking on the door. They got a beef. Hey yo! Come Somebody got a beef. Oh, oh yeah. Hey Haley, what's up, Haley? I had to come in the back door today because I heard Fluent and Chill up here capping, especially Fluent. What up, so I had Chill? to come in here. What, what, what I had to come up? in and Fluent, man. What up, Chill? All right, all right. Let us have it. Let us have it. Hey, Fluent is, such a li- Fluent is such a liar. He was sit up here and say he would trade James Harden to the worst team. That's a lie. He would no, tra- no, 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 no. Fluent- Hold on. What I said was, what I said was, I wouldn't care about the team, even if it was the worst team. I would worry about getting the best return. No, you didn't say that. You said I would trade him to the worst team. And then what did I say after that? But you not. But okay. So, but here's the thing. That's not going to happen because him and Daryl Morey are cool. Right. Daryl Morey's going to look out for James Harden. Daryl Morey's going to look out for him. You're absolutely right. He will. I'm. I wouldn't though. I wouldn't. Is he? But here's the thing, though. Ticket. Here's the thing, though. Ticket. Is he? Because he wanted to get back with Daryl Morey. That's why he came to Philadelphia. And now here we are again. Which is another reason I don't understand why he's leaving. Now that he's asking for an out. Now that he's asking. How do you know that it hasn't hurt the relationship with him? But he did him. But he did him dirty though. He did. He well. He did Doc dirty. He got Doc fired. (laughs) It fired because of him. And now he leaves. It, bro, listen, man. <laughs> so why would so why would Dal, so why would Daryl Morey accommodate him then? Ticket, if that's the well, case, because him and Daryl Morey are friends. Because Daryl Morey credits James Harden with his success. He always credit. He said he said without James Harden, I wouldn't be successful. He said that James Harden put him on the map. So he was so in Houston. He credits you for their success, Ticket. You personally, and then stabs you in the back and says, "I'm out. I'm leaving you." You're gonna still help him out, or you just no because you no because Darryl, this is a no, sucker move. Let's, let's no, 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 because well, Daryl did something that he did something that he promised James something that he couldn't deliver on. He Which promised was? James that James would have took the pay cut before. Remember when he was up because James was up for the he was up to be the highest paid player in the NBA on a year to year basis when he was in Brooklyn. And he he did that. He declined that deal and then took the trade to go to Phillips. He was gonna be the first dude making sixty a, a year. Remember that. He declined right. that, went to Philly. So then after that first year in Philly, they didn't want to they, remember they didn't want to re him up. So that's when he went into this 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 these last two years. But think about what happened this past season. Now this blows up. Remember, he took less money so that they could bring PJ Tucker and those other guys to the team. So that's why he took he and then remember he came out bragging saying that, oh, y'all don't give me credit for taking less money to help the team win. So and Daryl Morey told him he was going to take care of him on this go around and pay. So he took less. So he took less money for for what to get a pat on the back, or did he take less money so that he could have an opportunity to win? No, I'm with no. I'm listening. I agree. You can't do something and say, "Hey, I did this out of the goodness of my heart," or "I did this to help the team win," and then when it doesn't work, say, "You don't give me credit for doing that." That's a punk move. No, no, you're right. No, you you guys are totally right about that. I'm not saying y'all wrong. I'm just saying that with Daryl Morey, mm-hmm. bro. You, he he's he, Daryl Morey told him this is the problem James Harden has. Daryl Morey told him he was going to do something. The problem is Daryl Morey doesn't have the backing of the owners. The owners ain't stupid. The owners is not going to sit. Daryl Morey has to go to the owners to ask them they want to spend that money. Same way you said today, Fluent. It was either you or Chilltown that said that uh, the situation with Pat Riley and Bad Bradley deal. He went to Mickey Harrison like, "Yo, let's go get this done." Mickey Harrison didn't want to spend the money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it, yeah. it, I mean. He can want to do something. He can say, hey, James, look, I swear I want to give you this money, man. They want they, The guys who are spending the money don't want to pay you this bread. 
So uh, the only thing then don't but but watch 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 to to my point. And this is I'm going to give you a very unrealistic example. But Minnesota calls up and says I'm going to give you Cat and Ant for James Harden, and Phoenix calls you up and says Yo, we're going to give you a bunch of pieces uh, because we want to keep those four guys together and add him as the point guard. Are, are you taking a bunch of role players and and whatever uh, from Phoenix, or are you making the trade where you get Cat and Ant for your team? I think Daryl Moore lies and pretends like that call never happened. Wow. So, I'm, no, I, no, I'm saying wow. I think Daryl Moore lies because I don't think he wants. I don't. I, I think his loyalty is so close to James Harden. I don't think he would turn on James Harden like that. But if you listen to how he talks about James, bro. He okay. talk about James like bro. He, he had a, like a relationship. That's right. That's he, he does. Yeah. He, he does. Yeah. He does talk a lot. He, he does talk really well about I James Harden. I wouldn't give it that. That's fair. That's fair. I, I, I okay. can definitely give it that. However, how, however, ticket. You and I go back and forth with this all the time, and we talk about James, right? We talk about KD. We talk about these guys. Ticket. This is the third time in five years this dude has demanded to be traded. Oh no! Third time you. in five years. I think listen, didn't, to be didn't, you, didn't you didn't you blast this same James Harden for not showing up three of those? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'll, listen, hold on, hold on. I'm, hold on, Haley. Check this out. I'm with these guys. Oh. They're, they're not the they're, they, these two chumps ain't asking the, the real question. The what's, real what's the question real is what. Why on earth would the Knicks or the Clippers want them? They said the Clippers we, are almost in the middle. We're We already we was we told not told. Ticket, we was absolutely getting to that. And we're talking about destinations. We was absolutely oh, yeah. getting, yeah, to we're that. getting there. We were that we was definitely getting to that because again, we're talking about a guy in James Harden who three times in the last five years, he's blown up units. So what evidence suggests that if he gets on your unit, he ain't gonna blow your unit up too. I mean, and then you being an understudy of Doc, that being Ty Lu, being what he did to Doc. And then him going over to the Clippers, to me, this is the Clippers saying, look, bro, this is our last resort. We doing with it. Because Russ played well with them. That's, That's the crazy part. <laughs> but he would stay, right? It, it would. So take it. You tell me. I want actually each of you, but we'll start with you, Ticket. So come and kind of give me a breakdown. I mean, it looks like the Clippers and the Knicks are the two. So for the Knicks, who would who would be in that package? Who is who would they even want to give up at this point? Because I know it's not going to be Brunson. <laughs> it's not going to be Randall. Um. So so what would that even look like? That Harden, you know, is, is worth to them? Would it not be Randall? RJ. Yeah. No, nah, it wouldn't be Randall because you got. You got you got uh the big fella. You got Philly MD. does not want no 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 Randall and, is and, not and, and what the, they, in the words of, in the words of ticket in the words of ticket that's a lie. The Knicks yeah, don't no. want nothing. The Knicks don't <laughs> want nothing to do with James Harden. We straight no, no, over no, no, no. I think yeah. they hold on. I think they do. I think they're so desperate. I think they're so desperate for a star, a star in in New York. Uh, uh I think they do. But, but here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I think Influent has connections with this. I think it's going to be the Clippers. A hundred percent. And I think that what your boy is going to do is, and um, the coach over there, he's going to go get Norman Powell. See, Norman Powell, his numbers, that he knows Norman Powell. So I think, listen, I think a package surrounding Norman Powell, probably go get Morris Twin, uh, a couple other guys like that to fill in that roster. I think that makes Philly with you elevating that, uh, that the guard. That's what I like. That actually I like. Because if you think about Norman Powell, bro, Norman Powell going to play both ends of the court. He's gonna play defense and he knows what he already knows what the coach is looking for. And he's instant offense. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we do know, and we do know that Nick Nurse loved Norman Powell and he did not love 
he loves Gary Trent's offense. He did not love his lack of defense. They butted heads a lot uh, from the time he came from Portland uh, in that Norman Powell deal. He he and, they did not. And they, Oh my bad, my bad, chill. And Morris is from Philly, by the way. Ticket since you brought since you brought Morris and Morris is actually from Philly. So well, what's he averaging uh, right now? Is he he hasn't been playing for the last few seasons? Has well, he? The, the, the reason why the reason why Haley is because he wants a bigger role. That's why he wants out. So he wants he's he's looking for a bigger role. So to go to Philadelphia could be a very viable place for him, considering now with Tobias Harris still there, that might be a problem for him. He's on the move. Yeah, he's getting out of there. But here's the thing, this is why I said this about Fluent. This is why I think he goes and peels off another one of those guys from Toronto. I think he Tobias Harris is one of those guys that, that can be lingered out there to get one of those guys that he coached at Toronto pull over pull over to, to Philly. Mm. Because I think they're going to move off Tobias Harris, and Tobias Harris is going to be an expiring deal, and I think that's very attractive to a team like the Raptors. Mm. You just lost Fred Van, you're going to lose Fred Van Fleet for nothing, which I think was horrible. Yeah, I think terrible. I've, I've never been a fan of that. They did, not, they did not expect. They did not expect someone to throw forty million a year at him, though. Let's be honest. They were prepared. Yeah, but still, they were prepared. But that's your team. You still can't let them go for nothing. Man. No, you got to walk out the front door, man. You can't. As much as I'm not a Kyrie Irving fan, I hated watching Kyrie Irving walk out the front door in Boston. Bro, Just let the dude bro, go. No, bro, that's why I'm on fluid helmet from now on. Fluid told me if y'all wasn't listening on the panel, we had a conversation. This man told me that the Toronto Raptors was a well-run organization. That's I, what he I, told me. Then I, he thought about it. <laughs> Because I, yeah, yeah. Clear. I said I, I walked it he back, yeah, 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 because I said I, I, I went against my own nature and I didn't want to say anything negative about them because of our relationship. And then I said, you know what, I got to be true. And I and, and I walked it back because I was like, no, I got to be who I am. And I said the truth. They are a poorly run organization. And Horrible, I think, and I think actually, I don't. Th I know this. Masai Ujiri made one of the best trades in the history of the NBA. Uh, in terms of what he got out of it when he traded for Kawhi Leonard, and it made him think that he could do no wrong. And that was the worst thing that ever happened to him because now he thinks he's smarter than everybody else. And everyone just says now he's difficult to deal with. I don't want to deal with him. Da -da 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 -da. That's the worst possible situation you could be in when you're trying to build a franchise that you can't sign big-name free agents, so you have to get people through the draft and through trades. The worst thing you want to be is considered difficult to deal with. So he, he's got some work to do if he's going to turn that ship around. Um, and, and really quick ticket before you jump off. Um, so we got the news today about Kyrie. I know I'm fuming about it. Um, I know Jay was, we're not too happy about all that that's coming out of Phoenix. And so can you explain to me how one could they even afford it? How with, 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 with would that look like Aiton going to Dallas or what trades could come out of this? And do you think that's even really a reality for Kyrie to go to the Suns? Yeah, it's a reality. It's Kyrie Irving. With Kyrie Irving, you expect the unexpected. Yeah. See, everybody thinks that Kyrie's going to go back and sign with the Mavs because they got the money. But Kyrie's out here talking about, no, nah, I got to be somewhere where I want to live the rest of my career and I feel comfortable. Man, he's gone. He's gone. And I'm going to tell you how it's going to get done. DeAndre Ayton, sign and yeah. trade, probably third team involved. And he's going to take less money probably to go over there and sign and trade. And and, and, and the Mavs are going to end up with Ayton, bro. This is, they had this plan the whole time. This is the reason why I told you, Town. Town was sitting up there capping the other day talking about, oh, yeah, man, but KD was in the grind. Man, them dudes don't want to go through no grind, man. They want to skip the whole thing. Listen, they are trying to build. I told you, 
a super duper team in Phoenix, bro. And you, what better way to get back at the Nets? What better way, Tone, to get back at the NBA for what they did to Kyrie than to, than to do the two Stone Cold Steve Austins to the league for what they did to Kyrie and them boys in, in Brooklyn when they didn't let them play? And all they didn't, they didn't, Kyrie didn't forget that. So he ends up in Phoenix now with the new CBA and they get it to happen. That you can tear everything the league try to do down. Fine for the vet minimum. Okay, well, two no, things. No, 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 no. no, no, no. He can take less to a sign and trade. Because okay. Aiden's making what is Aiden making right now? I think Aiden's on the books for thirty-three million, thirty-two million, something. Oh, they're like going to trade Aiden to bring. But, in, I, but, I thought they want to keep. Still, Aiden that's even, hard. Even, even if that's true, in the words of Ticket, well, Ticket, that's a lie because when he got traded, when he got traded from Brooklyn to Dallas, the reason why he got traded was because Marks wouldn't pay him. The reason why Mark Cuban, the reason why Mark Cuban got him on, is because Mark Cuban is going to pay him. He's not going to no, no, leave no. Brooklyn. He's not going to leave Brooklyn to go to Dallas to now leave Dallas and go to Phoenix. Or let's oh, go. No, no, get no, back at the NBA. That's not happening. Right. No, no, but he's we're, we're at a point now. He's Actually, no, oh, he's not because I'm glad you brought that up, Tone, because it's just been reported about two hours ago that Phoenix shut the meeting down. They are not meeting with Kyrie Irving. They oh. don't want nothing to do with that dude. No, they don't. Absolutely don't not. Do. They don't want don't nothing do. to do with that dude. And the reason why uh, they don't want nothing to do with him is because they see the pattern. They know who no. this guy is, just like uh -huh. we know who James Harden is. And I'll be damned if I'm going to get this dude on a crew that we already got, super team or not, we already seen what happens when this guy comes aboard. Eventually, this thing is going to go to pieces. I, I, I disagree, man. I think, you, I think you're totally wrong. And, and again, Kyrie and Haley, I want to touch on one last thing with the real reason why I came over here. They know why. Tone knows why. I'm, I'm going to get on him in a second about that Vince Carter thing. But I, um. <laughs> With this thing with with uh, Killtown is saying it's it's cap. Kyrie Irving asked for the trade from Brooklyn because they didn't give him his, his extension. Him and KD already planned. They wanted to play the rest of their careers together. KD was pushing for him to get that max money. The ownership from the team turned on KD and basically was like, "No, nah, we're not giving Kyrie the money. We don't. Do we don't want to do it." Right. Yeah. So Kyrie asked for the trade. He didn't want to go to Dallas. He asked to be traded to the Lakers. They traded him to Dallas because they didn't want to trade him to go to L.A. Right. The Phoenix Suns tried to originally make the trade to get Kyrie, and they turned the Suns off or down. But then they turned around and turned traded KD to the Suns right after that. So right. Kyrie never had Dallas in his plans to go over there. Dallas just had to be a, happened to be a situation where they made a dumb mistake on Jalen Brunson, let him walk for nothing. Mm -hmm. Then you traded, you traded, you, you had to do, you had to make some type of move. Uh, a desperate move, which is which, what they made to go get Kyrie because they felt like they needed to put another star who kind of plays similar to what they I guess they feel like Jalen Brunson did beside Luka. It backfired. If Kyrie was staying over there, you wouldn't have all these shenanigans. Bro, listen, Katie and Kyrie are shrewd operators, man. And that's how these dudes roll, man. And I'm going to tell you, uh, you guys are Laker fans. LeBron James, a report came out today. He still want to play with Kyrie and he ain't going to Dallas to do it. He wants Kyrie in L.A. And so when you look at how these teams in the West are stacking up, these teams are now look, – look at the Clippers. They're trying to put together a big three in Harden with Kawhi and Paul George. Look at the Sun. I just want to show you this really quickly so you can um, see. Oh, no, no, I'm with you. That's, that's, for, that, that's, for Black, that's for Black Sunday. That's for Black you Sunday, Goofy. But you might not – hold on. But you might not. No, I see it. But guess what, though? That, that's, you for, might, that's for Goofy Hold on. But I'm with you. I'm with your town. You might not have to meet with him. You might not have to have a meeting with him to get it done. 
What about KD? Because like you said, KD, I don't know. We we knew kind of the power that those three had in Brooklyn. Josiah wasn't necessarily the most at first, at least he kind of let them walk over him in some ways. Um, but in, in Phoenix, you know, they have this new owner. Is that going to be the same situation with KD or, or are they going to pretty much shut him down and say, no, this isn't. Yeah, because you got, yeah, Chris Paul already told you. You got Isaiah Thomas, the great Isaiah Thomas working in the front office with Matt, with, with a rookie, right? Isaiah loves Kyrie. He loves KD. So what are they doing? They've already turned around half the roster and put together a super team. You wouldn't even hear Kyrie Irving's name. And then they're saying that they could go and potentially get into this business for James Harden. They want to get off of Aiden. They don't like and trust in what Aiden brings to the table. The coach probably would rather have, remember, Frank Vogel won a championship with guys like, uh, uh, you know, um, JaVale McGee, who got no burn last year. Yep. And Dwight Howard and those guys playing. You can get Dwight yeah, Howard still, for a bag of chips right now. So, still haven't right, right? a satisfactory answer on that, too. Still right. so, with that, but hold on. But with that type of team, you don't really mm -hmm. need eight and skill set with a, all those guys going to be shooting the ball like that. You really need guys like McGee and Howard who are just going to rebound and block shots. And, and so I do think that it's still a chance that you see it's either going to be Kyrie or James Harden to go after to try to try to make a move after. Yeah, yeah. Okay, take it. Um, successful. We, but I think that's what's going to happen. But Okay, no, 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 for sure, for sure. And and drop what you want to, because we have to keep moving. Uh, oh. Did we lose him? Oh, yeah. No, I'm here. Okay, okay. Um, drop your thing, drop your thing. We have a, we'll give you about like seven more minutes and then we got to, we got to keep moving. But yeah, go, go for it. Yeah, no, no, I just want to ask, I just wanted to ask your boy, uh, living the Vida Loca up there fluent, <laughs> um, I, why he's an inconsistent brother. Now this is why he's he's inconsistent, and and he and, and, and the inconsistency is disgusting, right? right? So he has all this criticism for Carmelo Anthony, and talks about how Carmelo was a selfish one-on-one -on -one player, didn't play D, all this other stuff. But a guy who played in in Toronto, Canada, by the name of Vince Carter, did it, almost the same thing as Carmelo Anthony did, and had less success. But Fluent has zero accountability when it comes to. Vince Carter, and actually had the nerve to utter out his mouth that he thought Vince Carter was a better player all around than, than Carmelo Anthony. Yes. Now, I need you to explain to the people that's listening to your show and um, the fluent and chill show, I need you to explain this cap. It's, it's not cap. I told you, at their best, at their best, in their prime, their prime years, I'm taking Vince Carter because he is a better all-around player. If you look at their kind of prime six, seven <sighs> years, the numbers – are pretty similar. Carmelo averaged, I want to say, like 26 points per game. Uh, Vince was 25. Vince averaged like five assists. Carmelo, uh, sorry, uh, five and a half rebounds. Carmelo, seven. But Carmelo averaged three assists to three turnovers, by the way, to, to, uh, to Vince Carter's four and a half or five. Vince has more steals per game, more blocks per game. He's a better overall defender than Carmelo. He's a more willing defender than Carmelo. They shoot about the same 80% from the free throw line. Vince Carter shoots 38% from three, Carmelo 35. They both shoot about 45, 46% from the field. Vince Carter plays an extra minute per game. So when you look at them statistically, again, not taking out the team success because we agree Toronto is a poorly run franchise. And if you look at the coaches and the ownership and everything Vince Carter was going through, there's a reason why those two guys butted heads and he demanded a trade out of there. So for their, for their time at their peak, their prime all around player. And, and yes, I like Vince Carter more than I like Carmelo Anthony. I also told you I had higher expectations for Carmelo. He did not 
he below those expectations. Vince Carter, below, but not as much below my expectations for those guys. So when I look at those two guys, if offensively they're pretty similar, one is way more athletic, more exciting to watch, and even though a little bit, still a better defender. Why is it crazy to say that I have Vince Carter over Carmelo as an overall player in their prime? What what what, because- what what do you have against all of those things I just said? What is untrue? None of it. It's all true. So tell me why you don't have Vince Carter as a more all-around player than the Carmelo. No, because first of all, I seen Carmelo from the from day one come in and put a franchise on his back. From day one. You understand what I'm saying? Come and make a franchise a playoff team. Vince didn't do that. Vince came in. Vince, I mean, he was a wasn't that first year he came in a shorter season? It was yes, 99, 2000, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 98, 99, that was the lockout. That was the lockout season, the first year he came yeah, in, right? Was a, that was the lockout season, yes. Yeah, lockout season. Right, right, right. Well, his fault. right. So, well, you say, hold on, what you say for him? That's not his fault that he came in in the shortened season. No, 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 I'm saying he came in in the shortened season and still couldn't make the playoffs. The, right? The, the franchise so, was, hold on, hold on. Let's get this right. They both was top five. They both was top five picks. Hold on. The franchise was four years old. Who was their coach? Who was their coach? Do you know? No, I'm just saying. Wait, a, hold on. He had Sam Mitchell, Carter. He had he had a bunch of different coaches of in a, a franchise that had, a franchise that had been around for four years. Versus Carmelo going to Denver with George Carl. Yeah, George. Hold Carl. on. Well, what's your excuse? Hold on. But where? What is? How was it? I'm saying. Hold on. How was that an excuse when Carmelo Anthony went to a team? They both went to a team that won the same amount of games the year before. Because they were in different stages in their in their life cycle. Toronto, <laughs> Toronto, Toronto was a brand new franchise that still had no idea the direction they were going in. Right, but they, had, but they, had, they both had the same Isaiah amount. Thomas, Isaiah Thomas had them spinning their heads, and then he was gone, and then they drafted. Vin, like they had no idea, they had no direction where they were going. It was a franchise with no course, and at minimum, Denver had at least a veteran, experienced quality coach who had a plan <clears throat> Toronto did not have a plan go look at how often they switched GMs and coaches just in Vince Carter's short period in those first few years with them it was it was uh, chaos. Hold it was I you, know hold on, you you you, you making you making excuses oh, they did have that. they had Damon, they had Damon Stoudemire over there they had Andy man over there why did damon stoudemire leave because no 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 but i'm saying the same thing but you hold on you just made an argument and see Haley. this is where the cap comes in he just talked about how, oh, well, Vince went to a team. They already had vets and stuff on the team before he got there. And this, that, and the third. Uh, excuse me. Uh, Carmelo went to a team. They already had vets there. Well, Vince went to a team. They had the vets on, on that team the year before, too. So that, 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 that lame excuse you use. No, that lame excuse you use about them being a young franchise. They had solid vets on that team. They had Doug Christie on that team who was playing well. They had Marcus Camby on that team who was a monster. They had Chauncey on that team. They also had, like I said, they had Mighty Mouse, Damon Stoudemire on that team. They had Walt Williams on that team. So yes, they had lacing vets on that team before Vince went over there, sir. So it was no, it was no excuse, no difference w- between him and Carmelo Anthony. I don't care about how many years they was in the league. So now when they came in the league, the difference is, is Carmelo. He instantly took his team, made his team almost thirty wins better. Vince didn't do that. 
Carmelo did. Carmelo had his team as a perennial playoff team. The, the Denver Nuggets made the playoffs every single year with Vince Carter. And then let's tell the truth. Vince wasn't playing against the comp that Carmelo was playing against every year in the playoffs. Every year in the playoffs, Carmelo's facing Tim Duncan in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a prime San Antonio Spurs when, when Ginobili had hair. Yeah. He was facing uh, so Kobe Bryant and them. Do you want right. to compare? You want to compare oh, Carmelo's oh, oh, oh. roster? Hold on, mm -hmm. just pause because we got to go back. Yep. You want to compare Carmelo's roster in Denver, year one and year two, whatever? Well, we can go look at it with George Carl as coach to Vince Carter with Butch Carter and a 28 year old Doug Christie. Okay, that's fine. A 35 year old. That's, prime. that's prime. That's a prime. Christie. 35 Charles Oakley. No, 36 year old Kevin Willis, D Brown. Alvin Williams, John Wallace, these are his running mates. You want to compare that to oh, what? No. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now pull up, pull up Carmelo's teammates. Uh, yeah, let's Marcus, do it. Marcus, 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 Marcus Cam. Right, yeah, Marcus, right, Marcus, right. Let's hold on. Let's let's get Marcus Cam be on the crew. Right. I think yeah, I think yeah. This one he won't pay. Yeah, Marcus Cam be on that crew. Yeah, Andre Miller on that crew. Um, right. Oh, who else do we have on? Yeah, who else do you have on that crew? I, I'm just going off the top of my head, ticket. Well, hold on, yeah, hold on, chill yeah, But this is what he won't tell you, right? He I'm won't tell you that year they had a young T Mac. They had a young T Mac Andre coming Miller, up. Andre Miller, Andre Miller, T Mac was 19. He was fresh out of high school. Stop. He had what, did Andre, he what did he do the next year? Hold on. He had. Uh, he didn't do anything until he went to Orlando. He had Andre. <laughs> he had Nene. He had Vashawn Leonard. He had Marcus Camby, 29, in his prime. So his team was better. It was a better team with a better coach in a different situation. And on top of that, Tone, to go, to, to, before you go any further, just so you know, Ticket, if I'm not mistaken, Carmelo Anthony, he made the playoffs the first year that he was in, even though this isn't my fight. But I want to make sure that we're no, – I want to make sure that we get the facts straight. I want to make sure that we get the facts straight. Just so you know, just so you know, Ticket, uh, Vince Carter, his team did not make the playoffs that first year. Carmelo Anthony's team was dropped in the first round. Vince Carter's team made the playoffs the very next year. The very next year they made the playoffs, and they lost to the New York Knicks. Who no, no, no. were I, and they lost to, they lost to the New York Knicks. Who, by the way, were in the Eastern Conference Championship again that year? I, hold, on, I, hold on, I agree. Hold on. Year, hold on, hold on. I'm not done. So the next year they lose to Philadelphia, who went to the Eastern Conference Championship and the NBA Finals. This is who Vince Carter's having to deal with his first couple of years in Toronto, like you just talked about with Dem with, with Carmelo Anthony and Denver. This is who he's dealing with. Carmelo, yeah, Carmelo year one. Carmelo, Carmelo year one. His rookie year to year two. His team goes from 43 to 49 wins. Vince Carter, year one to year two, goes 23, granted shortened season, to 45 wins. Like, it's different. And listen, I love Butch Carter. I know Butch Carter. Butch Carter and I talk. He, like, we, I could text him right now and, and he'll tell you. That team was chaos. That even oh. didn't matter who the players were. The organization was a mess. It wasn't. Oh, you just, you you just downplayed. Jesus. They would you not. You downplayed T Mac. T Mac, T Mac, the next, the very next season. And here's how y'all know the tone is cap right, right here, right? And, and I'm going to cook him on his show. He capped because Tracy McGrady, the very next year, you said he wasn't nothing. But the Chicago, Michael Jordan, the Chicago Bulls were thinking about trading for him. The dude who said that was that, they were thinking about giving up Scottie Pippen to get this guy. So I cut it out. For the future. That's, 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 for the future. And what the future. For the future. I was wondering why that didn't happen, by the way. Because he hold was Hold on. For the future. You think they're going to hold on. You think they're going to trade him to go play with Mike for the future? Because he was a 20-year-old kid 
in his and, second year, averaging 15 points a game. He wasn't T-Mac yet. He was still Tracy McGrady, Vince's cousin. He was not T-Mac yet. He, so he went, hold on. He wasn't, okay, he was ticket, not. Ticket, ticket, ticket. Uh, really quick. Closing argument at 645. We're going to move on to closing arguments. Let's go. My, my closing argument is this dude, I love Floyd. He's disgusting. And Chill Town is backing him up on this. This is absolutely disgusting. I'm not backing up nothing, Ticket. What, 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 we're gonna what we're going to do is we're going to do, Ticket, is we're just going to we, – I'm not backing up anything. I don't have a dog in this fight. But if you're going to talk about it, we're going to get the facts straight. That's all. No, he That's wasn't making the playoffs every single year. I didn't say he was. What's the call? I didn't see uh, him. Carmelo make the playoffs every year in Denver. And guess what? He was playing the Crum Bella Crum every year in the playoffs. Well, Carmelo, you think Carmelo now at 40 years old can come in and, and help a team? He can't. Get over it. He's not that guy. He's a black hole on offense. He's a phenomenal scorer, and that's it. Vince Carter was a better all-around player, a better all-around athlete. And if I had them in their prime, I'm taking Vince on any of Carmelo's teams, and he's doing better than Carmelo did. That's a lie. Here's my closing argument right here. My opinion. Okay, so why, so why Vince was averaging single digits for like the last nine years of his career? Melo never did that. Because he was 100 years old and he didn't want it. He was just <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, look, man, I appreciate y'all letting me come up here. Hey, y'all got these dudes be lying and capping. <laughs> see, see, you know, see, see you in the morning, Ticket. See you in the morning, Ticket. just mad because I, I, I got him today on the panel. Let me call you out on this in the comment section. I will be in the comment section listening. Believe because that. I, Ticket, I got the tape of you earlier today saying you got me on that one, Fluent. I'm not going far. You did, but you ain't get me on this one. Uh, we'll, see. we'll see. To be continued. All right. All right. Thanks. All right. Thanks. All right. Appreciate you, buddy. I like. You know, it's so funny. We argue and fight, but I really and I've said this to you before on the past. I really like Ticket. Ticket like, is necessary. Yesterday, when I when I did I when did I post? When did I host day the panel? Before, day before yesterday. Day before yesterday? Day before I, I don't know yesterday. if you know this. I was texting Ticket going like, dude, I know you haven't been on for a couple of days. You need to come on. He's like, no, nah, I don't know. I go, I'm hosting. You're coming on. Yeah. So I, I, I Ticket makes ticket it more is, Ticket is necessary. more interesting. Yes. Yeah. It's like if you go to a party without Ticket there, like the vibe just isn't right. Like you need to yeah, get you know, you know what? going. Remember how he used the analogy earlier? And he said, you know, Tone wants to go to this party over here, and I yeah, convinced him yeah. to go that. It's because he told me tickets at that party, so I'm like, all right, let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I say, I, 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 I can't. I can give you a whole bunch of adjectives about ticket. At the end of the day, ticket is necessary. Yes, absolutely. That's hey, it. What's ticket up, Mars? Is 100%. Mars never sleeps, by the way. Yeah, Mars go to. Um. Okay, you guys, let's move on. Let's move on. Talking about, <laughs> well, we so basically. Kind of what we were talking about already, right? We covered Harden, we covered Kyrie. Um, and so that kind of brings up the question of, and maybe this is too early to ask since we really don't know what teams are going to look like. I mean, a lot has already changed in the offseason. I'm sure there's still more to come. But which team or player fluent do you think has the most pressure on them next season? And, and, and I have one in mind. I'll wait to say it until after you both go. But is there a team or player that comes to mind that you're like, this this year, this season, we need to see something big? There's a lot. There's a lot. But I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with the narrative because it's been the narrative for the last couple of years for somebody else. Yeah. So now it's on him. I think Joel Embiid now is the reigning MVP, right? It was Jokic was a couple of years ago. Oh, he's the two-time MVP. He can't win a third one. He hasn't had success in the playoffs. Da, 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 da. Well, how many times has Embiid had pieces? He had Jimmy Butler. He had James Harden, right? He's, he's always had a good team around him. He's had Doc Rivers, a, a well-respected coach. I don't love him, but he's a well-respected coach. 
they they love him. Mm-hmm. And what happens? Well, he gets mad when he doesn't win the MVP. He gets mad when he says he got robbed of the MVP. Goes out though, plays phenomenal in the regular season, finally gets his MVP. Mm-hmm. Doesn't do it in the playoffs. So now what's going to be the narrative next year? Oh, he's the reigning MVP. He better get it done in the playoffs or he's not winning another one. Mm-hmm. And and so I think he's going to be under the and especially now people are saying they should trade him. Oh, he's I, I think one of many. There's probably 10 guys, but a hundred percent I think Embiid's gonna be under a microscope next year. That, that was at Great the top pick. of my list. That was at the top of my list, Tom. But I have to say, and as much as I don't like it, I'm I have to say the Clippers. And the reason why I gotta say the Clippers mm. is because both Kawhi Whole Leonard. Franchise? Yeah, the, 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 yes. <laughs> I was gonna so, say and, they've and, been lacking for a while. Now. Here's, here's, here's why. The reason why I say that is because they invested a lot in both Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. These two guys are up. They are, they have their player option after next season. Both of those guys are up. And they mm-hmm. not only are, are not only are both of those guys up, Tone, they're moving into a new arena at after next season. I think it's in yeah. 20, in the 24-25 season. Yeah. So this idea of winning with the Clippers, if this thing falls apart, they go they could very well go right back to obscurity. They could go right back to being the paper clips, as you would call them, Tone, because you're talking about Buffalo a team. Braves. No, they're back right. they're to the Buffalo Braves now. We can talk about a team that made a splash four years ago when they got Kawhi Leonard, who was coming off an NBA championship and, a, and, a, and an all-pro in Paul George. The plan was to win the NBA championship or at least compete for it, and they haven't been close to that since they got these dudes on the crew. And now that these guys are getting close to their contracts being up, add that to the fact that Kawhi Leonard has come out and said, quote, I'm ready to play 82 games next season. Well, if he's ready to play 82 games next season, which I don't think he's going to play 82 games, but if he's ready to play 82 games next season, that means that this team, the expectation is going to be through the roof. Okay. Um, and we can critique everyone's at the end and I'll tell you guys mine. It's not necessarily yeah. one single player. It's, it's an entire team. It's you the Boston Celtics. Too? Huh? You cheated too. You both picked teams. Yeah, it's a team or player, but you can oh, go back. Okay. You can pick a team. Uh, but, yeah, no, mine is definitely Boston, and I'll tell you why, okay? They they made this <clears> big <throat> move to go and get Porzingis. They, I think the, the Celtics have the best roster in the entire league. I think it's the most filled out. I think it's the most balanced. They've done and, – and I really want to praise them for this, for keeping JT and JB together. They had that opportunity to, you know, maybe move off of JB and, and try something new, but they're not going to. They're sticking it through. They're thick and thin. They're going to they're gonna try this thing one more time now, although they're going to most – I guess that's not set in stone, but it's looking like that's what's going to happen. They're going to sign him again probably, and, and I think that's the right way to go. Um, but – a, a lot of the players, I mean, Al Horford is no young man, right? But then they kind of had that awkward, like, well, Rob Williams still really young. So they got the in-between guy who is Porzingis, who's going to come in and just fits differently, but so well. Um, and I don't, I think there's a ticking time bomb on JT and JB. I think that they are going to sign Jalen Brown, but I don't think they're going to have patience to run this thing back more than maybe one or two more seasons before they're like, all right, we got to change this up. And so they've come so close. They've been so successful and they're still young enough to not really say like, okay, you you have to win a championship. No. And that's not necessarily how everything goes, but I do think that there is a lot of pressure on them and, and maybe especially that duo to get something done. So that's where I feel like H I feel like the clock has been ticking on the Boston Celtics, even though they've been improving. Right. And then they ended up making it to the NBA finals last year. I thought that they were when, when Milwaukee got knocked out, I thought that they were going to the NBA finals this year. The fact that they came up short is definitely a disappointment. And I feel like that now, since what happened last year, the fact that they are going backwards, 
the clock is ticking even faster on this team now because now right. you got you got Jalen Brown's contract coming up. Now the plus side is everybody's talking about how much money it is. There's a reason why we have bird rights. The reason why we have bird rights is because you could go over the cap paying your homegrown guys. So that doesn't really concern me that much. But in terms of them winning, the clock is definitely ticking faster on that team considering what they've been doing over the last four years and how close that they've been. Yeah, yeah. And, okay, go ahead, Flint. No, I was, I was, I was just going to say the one thing Boston is missing, it's, it's not roster. It's coach. a coach. And, and I think you're going to oh, see – you do not like Missoula, Tone. You've been talking <laughs> this – you do not <laughs> like this, dude. Every yeah. opportunity, uh, man, he every, every, uh, every, every minute, A.T., every yeah. time, every time Missoula name come up, you can you can bet Tone got – Tone. you do not like this, dude. What's your I, issue I, with him, Tone? No, no, no. It's not, no. Hold on. Let me be clear. It's not that I don't like him. I don't I don't know him. What as I, a what coach. I, I'm not talking about him as a man. I'm talking about coach, as a coach. As a coach. Not, coach. Not right even as a coach, I don't like him for this team. If he was on a team like a young team, like if he was in Houston instead of Ime Udoku, and it was like, hey, let's let's or Detroit, even though I like what Detroit did in their coaching. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah. if he was a, a coach of a young team and they're like, hey, we're gonna grow these players and this coach together, yeah. I would I would be less kind of critical. But this is a guy who, by no fault of his own, has been put into a situation where you're in a team that went to the NBA final and their mm-hmm. expectation with their two superstar caliber players is to win a title yep to put yeah, that on a guy to put that on a guy who just came out from not even an assistant he was like the assistant's <laughs> assistant like behind yeah. the bench yeah I, I just think that's that's look sometimes people are cool and they do it uh i just think he's he's in a he's in a tough situation because i don't think he can win because if yeah. they don't win we're all gonna blame him as we should. But if, if they do win, people are going to say, well, yeah, they had Tatum and Brown and, and they're going to go to the players. So I just, I think it's, I don't think it's the right position for him to be in. And I don't think he is ready for that. And and uh, we'll see, maybe he learned real quick from what happened this year, but there was a lot of times I think this year where we questioned kind of some of his decisions. And when I say decisions, I'm not talking about X's and O's substitutions. I'm like, you know, his decisions, like slamming the clipboard down and not being yep. able to motivate the team, the team, I hated, hated, hated how many times we saw Boston just stop, right? They were, and I get it, they were down twenty in certain streets, but just stop playing. They just literally gave up. Whereas yeah, another team yeah. say, "Hey, let's put in these guys and see if we can get something that works that we can use for the next game." Right. They didn't. They, they might as well have just walked off the court, and that's not a good mentality from a coaching staff for me. I so do what, feel like that. I, I I do feel like that there was there was a time where he lost the crew. I do. So prime example would be the Eastern Conference Championship. I felt like when they they had gone down 3-0, I don't think that they had won. I think they won in spite of him. I think that they felt like, yo, we're not going out like that. It's not, yo, let's put this together for the coach. Let's put this together for the Gipper, that sort of thing. It was, no, we're not not going out like that. So we're going to do what we know how to do in order for us to win. I don't think that they did that for him. I just, when when, when I hear you talk about him, Tone, I know that, him being a new coach and implementing a new philosophy. He wants Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. He wants the, the offense to be more spread out because that's what the modern, that's what the modern NBA is. He wants them to shoot the long ball a little bit more because that's what the NBA is. He doesn't want them to be as good defensively like he Udoka was. And he wants to see more offense because that's what the modern NBA is. However, when you are going backwards, as opposed to the guy before you, when you're going backwards, it doesn't look good on your resume, and that's why I feel like with them hiring Sam Cassell, that leash on him is going to be short. 
Let them get to December. Let them get to January, and they're teetering around 500. He's going to get the hook. Yeah, no, I, I definitely like – I would love to see him. And nothing against Joe Missoula. I think he's I, – I think he has a great heart. I think he does have a, a – a, I, I think he'll figure it out. It's just, is it necessarily with this team that's ready to win now? We don't want to see like an Atlanta situation who like had a great season. And then every season, it seems like they're taking one step backwards. And now, now they're ready to blow up. Like we, we definitely don't want to see that. Um, But I have a question, Jay, which, yeah. which conference do you think it's harder to win in next season? Because the West is right all the way down to like 10 seed. You have a team that has the viability to win the championship. But in the East, you have like four good teams, four really solid teams, but the rest are really trash. So so come postseason, those teams are going to be maybe harder to get past. Which conference looking into the next next season do you think will be harder to win in? I mean, they had the, they, the Eastern Conference just had the eight seed go to the NBA Finals. So that tells you a lot about what the Eastern Conference is looking like right now. So with that being well, said... But- but you said, remember, you said Miami wasn't really an eight seed. It kind of be because of the injuries and and the fact that some people didn't play. And like the Cavs, who who were the Cavs? And I guess that's true. I guess you're right. Teams are kind well, of starting to well, stand out. Well, not not only that. So let's take the logic of of injuries off the table. The Miami Heat underperformed last season. I've I've already mentioned this. Bam played 78 games. Uh, Gabe Vincent played. Uh, Bam, Bam played 81 games. I'm sorry. Uh, Max Cruz played 78 games. Kyle Lowry played 67 games. Gabe Vincent played 67 games. Jimmy Butler has a 10-year stretch where he averages 63 games a season. He played 64 games last year. They've had their guys in the lineup for the majority of the season. They just underperformed last year. That's not the problem. But you've gotten teams that have gotten much better. The Knicks got better. Cleveland was a top five seed last year with one of the best offenses and defenses in the league, adding a, adding a two-guard and a dynamic player in, Don, in Donovan Mitchell that they added. So we, we also got the big three in the Eastern Conference with Milwaukee, with Boston, and with Philadelphia. Those three teams were also awesome. So when you talk about the Western Conference, I think the Western Conference has gotten weaker. I don't think that it's weak. I just think it's gotten weaker than what it was in the past. I don't think it's weak. But I think that with that being said, I think the Eastern Conference has gotten much stronger than what it was. Last season, Tone, to be honest with you, I was thinking that the Eastern Conference – was more like what I remember it being in the 80s, where you had a lot of parity with the Eastern Conference, where any one of these teams, it wasn't one team. Like, it was Detroit, and it was Boston, but then, like, Atlanta, uh, let's see, uh, Atlanta, Chicago, all of these teams were on their way, and they were right behind each other, as opposed to in the Western Conference, it was just the Lakers. Like, Phoenix was good. San Antonio was good. But for the most part, it was the Lakers. I think the Eastern Conference. The NBA should be. Yeah, I, of course, if it's the Lakers. <laughs> of course, if it's the Lakers. But in the Eastern, the Eastern Conference, I think, has gotten a lot better. And I'm going to be honest with you, H. Contrary to popular belief, as much as people love the Western Conference, the NBA is so much better when the Eastern Conference is good. The majority of the people in America, the majority, the majority of the people in America live on the East Coast. So when the Eastern Conference, that means that means viewership is up. That's still the case. Yes. The NBA. The LA. NBA, because the, the one NBA of the, is much LA, better. Boston. The biggest city, well, no, but the big, Army. biggest city, the big, maybe, maybe it's sports fan because the biggest cities are New York, LA, Houston, Houston Chicago, Houston. Yeah. Dallas, San Francisco. So you, it's not, is it not even and out a little bit? You think? But those, but those cities, I'd like to think that, especially like in 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 San Francisco, like Dallas, like it's so much more spread out. Mm. The east, the east coast is very condensed. Everybody is right on top of each other, and not just the and, east, not just the northeast, but just the east coast 
in general. And yeah. when you when the, when the NBA has been at its best, it's been at its best when the Bulls were good, when the Knicks were good. When, I like when, the, the NBA is a better place when the Knicks good. are good. The, the NBA is the way it is. It is. It yeah. just is. Um, um, yeah, go ahead, yeah. Fluent. Give us your little rundown on what who who do you think is going to come out on top next season. Oh, okay. Um, or just what do you think is what do you think it plays into the do you think it plays into it kind of like the West was in shambles last season? I think we can all admit that nobody thought like Denver was a, a far ahead the entire season. Um, do you think there the conferences will kind of look the same next season? Well, yeah, I'll go back to your previous question. If if they're you know I picked a player that's under the most scrutiny, if, uh, the team would be Phoenix now with what they've done. They're going to be a, under a huge microscope to win with all the players they have. So I think that kind of bodes well for the western conference not being necessarily you know this this one where we're like one through ten you never know who's going to win well i think you're going to see some front runners i think you're going to (laughs) see phoenix like front runners in the west right Um, there will be i would say i would say the eat i don't think i don't think there's going to be an easier conference when you say front runners tone you mean like it's going to be one or two teams that just separate from everybody else they're going to be i think look if they don't do this, they're going to get killed. But I think a team like Denver, a team like Phoenix, will be kind of one-two for the mm-hmm. majority. Like Denver was this year for the majority of the season. Yeah. It'll still be close. I'm not saying they're going to be ten games up on anybody, but I don't think there is an easier conference. And I, don't, I know that's maybe a cop-out answer, but I think there's so much parity among the top six teams mm-hmm. in each East and West that I think it's going to be hard for everybody. Like you literally had a one play in eight. And you can have a, a one from the East play an eight next year from, from, from the West just as easily because if you look at the West, Denver's great. Denver won the title. They still should be, like, like, like uh, Chill said all last year, to, you know, the, the, the West will now go through Denver. Like last year it went through Golden State. But you have Denver who is good. Sacramento that is on the come up. There's no reason to think Sacramento's going to take a step back. Uh, the Warriors will still be competitive, but maybe not great, but they'll be competitive. The Lakers will be competitive. The Suns will be competitive. Um, again, I was really surprised, Tone, that the Lakers turned it around. You you remember how I felt about yeah, the oh, absolutely. The and, I was really surprised the they turned it around. What, yeah. what happens tomorrow? Is it tomorrow when free agency starts? Yes. What yeah. happens tomorrow. tomorrow is going to really dictate, right, yep. the answer that I can give you because Phoenix, I said, you know, if they don't get some pieces, they're going to be in the play-in. But if they get a if they get a point guard, if they can figure out a way to build even a a, a, a half a bench, mm-hmm. well now they're now they're going to be one of the favorites in in the West. But I'm telling you, they can't play with four. They can't play with a rotation of five guys. Like they they just can't do no, it. That's they what it seems like they're aiming it's, it's, for. Like just yeah. like a star power. Somebody said like an Avengers starting lineup, and then a, just a a ghost bench like. Well, Who, yeah. who's supposed to be? Like, like, you can't have you can't have like Captain America, Iron Man, the Hulk. Um, I don't know. I don't even know any more Avengers, which is pretty sad. Superman, Thor, Thor <laughs> and no, that's, that's DC. Thor that's DC. and and give me another one, and those five, and then have the three of us coming off the bench. We're gonna get yeah. killed. We don't have no, superpowers. Not gonna work. So that's what scares me about Phoenix is if they don't get mm-hmm. something, they're they're in trouble. Well, so let I'm, me ask you. Yeah. So I, I keep, yeah. Keep going, keep going. Keep going. So I, I was I was just thinking I, I was just thinking that if you got a if you got a lineup with what Phoenix has, you know, Phoenix isn't Minnesota, right? Phoenix isn't Portland. Tone, can we get some guys to come to Phoenix and play for a little bit of money? The difference in money is so big now, though. 
Like they have to pay vet minimums, three, four million, when someone can give them a mid-level exception of like 10 or 12. It's a big dip. It used to be, it used to be the vet minimum was like two, three, and the mid-level was five, six. Yeah. yeah. Then I would say, yes, you could do it. Are you giving up $8 million to play in Phoenix? I'm not, not double, not, du- not wait, double. Wait, wait, wait. I'm not going to Phoenix when I could go to Oklahoma city for double the money. I can't, I, I can't, I can't leave double the money on the table. I won't okay. do that. Yeah, no. yeah, no, it's not, they're not getting Hawkeye and, and, no. and Black Widow off the bench. That's my point. Because <laughs> even they had skills. No, no, they're going to get people that don't have even no superpowers and no skills. They got not, nothing coming up. Uh, okay. So win. I'm, I'm going to read off these because I want you guys to explain to me a how this lineup is going to work. Okay. How is this possibly going to work? I, I have no understanding of how, cause I, I assume Aiton will be gone, but if he's there, we have him, Katie, uh, maybe Kyrie, Brad. Let's keep Aiton on the crew. How about H? Let's keep Aiton on the crew, but yeah, let's keep Aiton on the crew. Yeah, let's let's just say eight. he's there. Let's, let's, let's keep Aiton okay. on the crew. So I'm going to read these contracts, uh, guaranteed, um for 2023 i guess they really don't have a lot on the books for next season maybe that's why they had so much availability um but it looks like obviously kd is getting paid 197 million books getting 290 mil deandre well, that's has the total that's their total that's their total yeah these are for well, their well, yeah well well if, if we if we went just from season to season so for example devin booker this year he on the books for 36 that 36 next year turns into 49, which the year after that, which the year after that exactly. turns into, which the year after that turns into 52, which yep. the year well, after that turns into 57. There are four guys. There are four guys. Yeah. Beal, Booker, yep. KD, and Aiton right. are on the books for how much? 161 million. This okay. season coming up. Just them four alone. We haven't paid anybody okay. else yet. So Just those four guys alone. 160 mil puts them 30 million over the cap. The, but the, the rest of their books are like empty, which means they're not. But they're already over the cap. Who, how are they going to sign anybody? How are they? So That's is my, something oh, else going on? Yeah, yeah, we're saying the same thing. Yeah, they're like, going to get. Listen, they could get like Gabe Vincent. He might come over on a minimum deal to play on that team. Not yeah, coming. I'm not leaving. I'm, I'm not leaving season. Miami to no. come play for a little bit of money in Phoenix. I'm not doing. No. I might as well stay here. I might as well. I might as well stay in Miami. There's no reason why I'm going to Phoenix to play for a little bit of money. Here's the thing. With this history of, of, I'm not going to say Book, because I love Booker. He's fantastic. I'm not going to say necessarily Bradley Beal, but Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, and Aiton are three pretty unreliable guys. So would you leave like the the comfort and, and the money that you might have in Miami or maybe a smaller market team to go play with those dudes that you know have a history of maybe not working out, that super teams after watching Brooklyn fall? It, it just might not – I don't know if I would take that risk and take less money, but um, as all the money aside, what do you think that that lineup will look like? Like, And how are you going to afford a bench? Like, How does this yeah, work? <laughs> and I think that's the problem is that, that they need to decide. Do we trade Aiton in hopes that someone gives us three or four players, or do we just live with whoever we can get? You know, like maybe they're bringing – Dwight Howard for a minimum. Jamal Crawford, hey, will you come out of retirement? Um, hey, buddy who's in the G League who, you know, this is your only chance to play in the NBA. You, you're going to come up. Like, that. that's really what they're looking at if if they can't. And, and, let, and I told you, if I'm the rest of the NBA, I don't make one single trade. I, I don't care. I let Phoenix, I say, go ahead. 
figure out what you're going to do with your point guard because you don't have one <laughs> and figure out what you're going to do with your bench because you need you have to have three four more guys like a Kogi and uh well they don't have campaign but like all those guys those are go- those guys are, are going to want money tell him tell, tell, is making it clear as that businessman of all the people that you're going to call do not call me yeah. i'm letting you know that right now nothing yeah, not especially in me. your conference i'm do not, not helping even you out yeah, I'm not, yeah. I know. I'm, I'm not talking about Phoenix. Though. I'm talking. About, I'm talking about Phoenix as a team that's calling teams, right? If they call in any team, Tone is that team telling Phoenix, "Don't call me," because I no, I'm not yeah. answering the phone. No, I'm not even answering not, the phone. Don't number. call me because yeah, I'm not helping you. If you call me and you ask me, "Hey, how do you feel about Aiton?" and oh. click, I'm not interested in nothing that you have to say. And I might love DeAndre Aiton, which I do. That's why I don't think he's getting traded because I think that I think that Frank Vogel is going to turn him into something different. I think he's going to convince him, like what Darvin Ham did with Russell Westbrook and convincing him to come off the bench and him being productive. I think Frank Vogel is going to do the same thing with DeAndre Ayton, where he figures out how to get DeAndre Ayton to become more of a rim protector, more of a rim runner, more of a pick and dive guy, more of a pick and pop guy, and more of a defender as opposed to him wanting to run the offense through him. I think he convinces him to be more of those other things, and I think that that's going to work. With that being said, with that being said, do not call Tone if you Phoenix. Don't call him because he's not helping you out at all. 29 teams teams should block the Phoenix Suns number and and just let them die. Let them die because guess what? Because listen, because listen, because listen, as as good as those four guys are, and they're great – I, yeah. Which one of them is going to play 82 games? Which one of them is going to play 48 minutes for 82 games? Like, there's going to be opportunities to not only beat this team, but stomp on this team because mm-hmm. Durant, when was the last time Durant played 75 games? So Durant's going to miss 20. Okay, Book might miss 10. He's going to miss more than that. He'll get more because he'll get his his annual injury probably. Okay, there you go. But I'm just saying. I'm saying. Best case scenario. Best case scenario. And guess what? There's they're going to have to not play. What at least 15 minutes a game has to go to somebody else. So if I'm a team, I'm just be like, I'm going to wait. I'm going to stay close. There's going to be 15 minutes where. I'm just gonna yeah. go. Yeah, that's gonna be their weak spot. That's gonna be yeah. their. That's when, you, that's when you put your starters in or whatever. But mm-hmm. no, I think that's a really good analysis. And and I know you you. I'm hearing what you just said, Jay, about Aiton and Frankie V really loving his bigs, and I think he really could do some work with him. But the thing is, this isn't just a young team and Aiton can fit in. Like this is four dudes who already. I mean, they haven't worked together before, and and luckily this isn't at the trade deadline. This is Katie's first season with with the Suns. His full full first season. Like we're gonna see him build start together, which is good. Um, I I just don't know if Aiton is gonna. I don't know. I don't know how he's gonna fit in. But all I know is if they get Kyrie and they immediately are shot up to the favorites, I can't wait to see them lose in the postseason because I don't believe. Are you it. out? On, are you out? Are you out on Irv? Age? Oh, are not it's not necessarily like him. It's the Suns. I, I, I'm so. Okay, let me, rephrase, let me rephrase the question. Are you over the Phoenix Suns, age? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, but I, now more so than ever. I thought Chris Paul leaving would change my mind, but no. Um, but who knows? They, they could very. I mean, I, I like Booker, so I, for his sake, I hope they have a good season. I, I assume they'll lead the Western Conference. I think they'll be one, two, or three for sure. But uh, can I, can I, can I read you like maybe ten names? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Let me give you. Let me give you ten. The ten. The 10 names of guys making around the veteran minimum, which is 2.7 million. So I'll start it. Okay, I'll just randomly pick here. Uh, Ed, Edmund Sumner. 
I don't know who that Pe- is. Peyton, Wa- Peyton Watson. Peyton Watson. Mm. Uh, and these are guys who aren't under contract. These are guys who can't, so they can sign them. Jordan McLaughlin, PJ Dozer, Luke Cornette. None of these dudes are helping Phoenix. Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn. Of, uh, Chris Dunn, actually. And Chris Utah's going to resign. Yeah, Utah, Utah's going to resign him. Damon Jones. No. Montrez Harrell. He was rotten on the bench in Philly. He was rotten on the bench in Philly. Bull Bull. The only thing that we heard was the latter. is not playing for the vet. Bull Bull. Kobe Simons. Daquan Jeffries. Isaiah Ruby. Goga Bidzade. Like, like, exactly. Those are the guys who are free agents who are making less than $2.7 million. And I don't think any of those guys are going to help you. I don't think any of those so, guys so, are so just, just imagine you got a lineup of, you know, McLaughlin, um, any one of those other names that I said, okay, maybe, and maybe, you know, okay, Book's going to be there and eight. Right. Like, <laughs> maybe. Oh, my maybe goodness. I was just saying, man, it's, it's. Yeah. Um, look, some, some people might know some of those names, and I, I some of them were familiar, <laughs> but those aren't guys who I'm Not thinking are going to pay. Listen, these are guys that are going to have to play 15 to 25 minutes a night and in some cases more for big stretches of the season and some of them are going to have to play 20 30 minutes in the playoffs for this team if they make it just no. think about that just think about that that's where they are today something could happen but that's where they are today so again don't let them off the hook man let them let them suffer yeah not looking good um uh, uh, All right, you you guys. Do, I know you have another topic. Do you want to do, throw yeah. some super chats in between? Yeah, let's do a few. Huh. See what y'all have to say. J Rob, Bruce Brown. No, no, this is J Rob Burner. He's a burner. Yeah, you got a burner account. Let's go. All right. J Rob Burner, Bruce Brown rumored going to Dallas. What are your thoughts? I like Bruce Brown in Dallas because that's another wing defender that they didn't have last year that they now have that can help them. I don't, I don't think he moves the needle that much, but he's better than what they had. I, I like Bruce Brown on any team. So mm-hmm. anyone that signs Bruce Brown, I'm, I, I would say that's a good fit because mm-hmm. how often do you get hustle guys who play defense, who work hard? Like, yeah, yeah, he's great. fantastic. So to Dallas, great. Any team, yeah. great. That That is yeah. a guy you want on your team, absolutely. I saw a tweet that said the moment uh, Bruce Brown signs with LA, he loses his jump shot because uh, he, I think the Lakers are scoping him out as well. But no, I, I'm a big Bruce Brand. Fingers Brown crossed. Fan. I love him. I would love yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, he would be fantastic. On the love Lakers. him on the Lakers. Um, okay, Tequay White. Did you guys know that AK47 is the second greatest defender of all time and cleared Tim Duncan and Kevin? Woo, 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 woo. That's the troll alert. That's the troll alert siren because this dude, Tequay White, whatever his name is, he's 100% trolling. He, he, he is not. Yes. Please, because there's there's no way he believes that. And 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 AK forty seven was a fantastic. No, I think defense. someone said this. I, I I actually don't think he's trolling because I I feel like I heard someone say this somewhere Mm-mm. that they actually believed this. And, and look, Haley's just leaving. It's that bad of a take. It is. It, it, it's it, a horrible it, it, horrible take. I'm not, uh, again. What Although, I don't want to do. No, no. Maybe she walked away to just show off that background. That's that's a nice wall back there. What what, what I don't want to do. 
what what I don't want to do is I don't want to I, I don't want to discount how good Karolinko was as a defender. Six foot nine, yeah. yes. rangy long arms, long yeah. arms, tough as nails, can defend in the post, one of the better rim protectors in the game, one of the better perimeter defenders in the game, one of the best transition defenders in the game. The question is, is was he better than Tim Duncan? No, not even close. Was he better? And 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 the thing I liked about what the thing I liked about AK forty seven was that he was a phenomenal athlete at that size. Andre Carroll, one of my buddies told me, he said that when he played against Andrew Karolinko, he he originally thought when he first saw him, yo, I can handle this dude because he was looking at him like he was pistol Pete with the floppy hair, and he said immediately after they got on the floor, he was like, yo, I'm up against it against this guy. Andrew Karolinko was the real deal defensively. But to put him in the same category with Kevin Garnett and Tim Duncan as an all-time great defender, no. He, he was not that good, no. Um, okay. Double P, what's up, Haley? A lot going on with Golden State. If it were up to you, would you have traded Jordan Poole or Draymond Green? Um, no, I, I 100% sign, would sign off on this um, – Sorry those, about the echo. But, yeah, I'd sign off on the Jordan Poole trade. I think it's the best-case scenario for um, for everyone involved, for him, for the team. And, uh, of course, I want to keep Draymond. I don't think Draymond's going anywhere. I think he'll he'll get that money. I think that's why they, they you know, I think there comes a time when you, you give so much to a franchise. A lot of people think Draymond does not deserve that money, and that's fine. You can think what you want. I 100% believe that he does. Um and so I love Jordan, but it was his time to go. He deserves those minutes, right? He deserves that time. It was his to, time to... to go. They just paid him. They just that paid him. That was the first. That, 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 that incident. That incident sped up things with Jordan Poole, and, and, and it one hundred percent. It was his demise with the Golden State Warriors. But it wasn't was... he supposed to be the future? Wasn't he and yes. Kaminga supposed to take over for Clay and Steph as mm-hmm. they? drifted into the sunset and what happens now what happens if draymond leaves so now you made a choice you pick draymond over pool and then draymond leaves and now you got nothing he's not leaving he he knows that they're gonna provide what he wants he knows that he knows the leverage he has and he knows that at the end of the day he was always gonna have that over jordan pool no matter what jordan said and he was right so with that Um, that and and the question that i have for h is well how do you feel about the addition to your crew Mm. it's been a week right i think we found out last <laughs> thursday because you and i kind of talked about it but no i i um i'm i'm waiting for that that last tweet to say chris paul has been waived he's going to like the piss not happening age sorry Charlotte. Mm. i know i know not happening, but, um, age. you're I'm in trouble envision- you're in trouble i don't know how that team's gonna work I, hey, it, I'm good with Chris Paul coming off and, and leading that second unit. I, I really am. I think that's that that would be fantastic to have somebody of his caliber um, to lead that second unit. But we're still so far away from having um, a big that can play alongside Looney to have. I mean, Dante DiVincenzo is not going to be there next season. J, JK, a lot of this is going to come down to this. JK, is Moses Moody going to really improve over the offseason? Are they going to make big leaps like we did see with Jordan Poole? That summer he came back, he was just like, he had bulked up. He was so like into it. And we want to chip that season. So, yeah, the, a lot of things have to go right, but they're definitely not my favorites for next season. Just, I'll say just that. So, just so you know, H, just so you know, H, they have no plans of bringing Chris Paul off the bench. He's a first unit guy. Oh, yeah, they he's made playing, that clear. 100%. They, they, 100%. They, 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 I, I, they're just telling I, I him that now to like, 
save his ego. I'm not trying to. I'm not. I'm, I'm not trying to get your blood are you, pressure. Are out, they going to give him? Are they going to give him Russell Westbrook treatment after the after the first few games? They're going to ask him to come oh, off the bench. Man. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, not trying exactly. to get your blood pressure off, H. But I know okay. how. I know how you are. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, all right, Cam. Thank you so much for the ten dollars super chat. For everyone, if you were Coach Pop, how would you handle Wemby? Would you make him a Power forward, a center, a point forward, a point center, all three, or purely one position. Also, how would you have him play? I think that you play to his strengths, right? So Pop being one of the best visionaries as a defensive coach, he's going to make Wimby be that in the paint and in, and on the perimeter. He's going he's gonna to have him stretch the defense. I mean, not stretch the defense, I'm sorry. He's going to have him be that defender on the perimeter like he envisioned what Tim Duncan could be. He's going to have him be that rim protector like what he envisioned Tim Duncan to be. And he's going to allow him to be that. Offensively, I don't see him having Wimby throwing the ball between his legs a bunch of different times. I do think he's going to open up the playbook for Wimby, and I do think that he's going to expand Wimby's offense in transition. And I think that he's he's going to allow Wimby to be that kind of player in transition. And now we get to the half court, I think he's going to simplify it for him, just like he did with Tim Duncan. I think he's going to make Wimby, I think he's going to put Wimby in position where Wimby doesn't have to do a lot to get what he needs to get done. I Look, look, it's all going to depend on what kind of roster that the Spurs put together and, you know, what their starting lineup is. But I think there, there was this one quote um, from Coach McKinney. Uh, he coached the Lakers kind of for the first part before he had a, an accident, the Lakers in 1980. And Magic Johnson was like, because he put Magic and Norm Nixon, who are both point guards, together. Right. And he said, well, who's going who's gonna to run the offense? He, like, who's going to bring the ball to court? He goes, whoever gets it. Whoever gets it first, go. Whoever mm-hmm. gets it first, go. And I think you're going to see some of that from – from the Spurs because they have this guy, the seven foot four versatile guy that can play one, two, three, four, five in his mind, whether he can play it at the NBA level, he can bring the ball up court. He's going to want to be a point forward, a point center type of guy. That's, that's, that's why when you see his tapes, you see him handling the ball, right? Giving you the cross, giving you the tweens, giving you all that stuff. He wants you to know I can handle the ball. So to say, Hey, I'm going to put him and make him post up. Well, now you're going to piss him off. Let's just be honest. Now, can he handle that? I don't know. So you're going to give him opportunities, especially because he's a rookie. They're not mm-hmm. going to be that good. So why not see what he can do? So I think you're going to see a lot of, and I go back to McKinney again, who said, whoever gets the ball goes. Well, we don't care about position. You just, whoever gets the balls, you guys just go fill the lanes yeah. and they'll make the right decisions and get the open man, the ball and score. I think mm-hmm. you're going to see some of that from pop next year in the foot, you know, in the, in the, in the full court, obviously when they get into a half court set, they're going to have to figure that out. But I think, I think that it's a guy that you're going to see play inside, play outside, because if you try to say you're a three, you're a four, you're a this, all you're doing is taking away from his strengths, which mm-hmm. are he can post up smaller guys, he can dribble past bigger, slower guys. So why wouldn't you let him do both? So I think that's what you're going to – and Pop is a much smarter, better coach than I am. So I think you're going to see a lot of that from – from. I think they'll be fun to watch next year. If, yeah, if they can, are. Like, I don't think yes, they're going to be but I think they're going to they're be fun to watch. I think Pop is I think Pop is another one of those coaches who's gotten older but isn't stuck in his ways. I think yeah, he has yeah, he'll, changed. he'll change. He'll change. I, I think he's changed. That's with what the I was game. gonna ask. Is he like will he give a green light to Wimby and kind of say, like, yeah. go do your thing, or is he gonna be he was the type of coach to stay in this lane? I, I do think that he simplifies things for Wimby early 
And I, because I don't think he's throwing a lot on Wimby right from the beginning. I think he's going to simplify this to put Wimby in a spot in position where Wimby could be successful and then gradually give him more as we yeah. go along. Because, like you just said, Tony, they're not going to be that good. This is no. not like Tim Duncan getting on the San Antonio Spurs in '98 right. when they got Sean Elliott and they got Avery Johnson, where they already got a good team and he can come on that crew and all they got to do is simplify it for him. Can I no. just say, can I just say, I'm so pissed off. There was some dude, I think his name is like Johnny High Roller or something, some YouTube guy that everybody seems to know. And they, and they, and, and he, I, I, my head almost exploded because he was like, he did this video and someone sent me a clip of it where he's like, he's saying, uh, the San Antonio Spurs were the worst franchise in the NBA and had a X percent chance of getting Tim Duncan. And Tim Duncan came on that crew and 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 saved them. And I'm like, what? We're a 59 win team. David Robinson and a few others are hurt that season. They win 19 games or whatever the hell they won. Then they get Tim Duncan, but they also get back a healthy David Robinson, a healthy Sean Elliott, uh, Avery Johnson. Like they are a team that two years removed from winning 59 games, and the only reason they had a one bad season was their best players were hurt. Like mm -hmm. that was a good team. That being said, this is not that. <laughs> this, this is, is not, not that. that. No, and this so is I not think, that. I think we're going to see from Pop is this is what I'd like you to do, right? What do you want to do? And he'll let them say, okay, do what I want you to do. Okay, go do what you want to do. And then he's going to see the results. And if if Wemby, what Wemby wants to do works better, mm -hmm. hey, let him do it more. But I think you're going to see what Pop tells him to do is going to work better And Wemby being like, oh, and I think he'll buy into the system. He's he's a, he's a great enough coach. I'm not going to say good enough coach because that's an understatement. He's a great enough coach to get him to buy in. So I, I like where they're going. If he can stay healthy. Um. Okay, Muli Idris Ben Mansour. Harden is just tone playing organized basketball. <laughs> is that a fair? Is that a fair comparison? That's a hundred percent fair. Well, I was just gonna say that. That's exactly who they're going to be. That's the ball. Occasionally, that's if I miss a couple in a row, I will make a pass. I will make a pass mm -hmm. if I have no choice. But Tone won't bounce on you, though. Tone will not demand to be traded. No, I will not no, demand to trade. No, I, I, Tone, I'll, Tone will hang out. That's true. Yes, Tone will hang out. All right, mm -hmm. Mello. Has Dell walked his KD as a better on-ball defender than Giannis take back? Also, thoughts on Anthony Black. No, I haven't heard Dell. I don't know about Dell. No, he's yeah, never walked back his KD yeah. take. I don't mm -hmm. think he'd ever walk it that back yet. Yeah, he loves he that man. That. And and so that, no, I don't think he has. And he's wrong, obviously, about that. In terms of Anthony Black, he was one of my uh, guys when we did the, the panel, like one of the draft guys to watch out for. That was my guy. So I like him. I think he's a really good facilitator. He's a little, for me, I kind of get like old school vibes from him that he's like a pass first kind of guy. He needs to work on his shot in today's NBA. But I, I think he's, he's good for any team because anyone who will, is a willing passer right now with mm -hmm. so many shooters, so many off offensive players, definitely have a, a role in today's NBA. He's a good defender I, too. I, I I really dig the fact that he's durable. I think he played the most minutes in the SEC last season. I, I think he played the most. So I, I like the fact that he's durable. What I don't like is I don't like the fact that he's as young as he is. Tone, I've seen players who come out too early and – I feel like he's one of those kids that he probably could have used another year of school. As good as he is in terms of his skill set, I wouldn't have mind him just, just hanging around for one more year, maybe to get a little bit more mature, maybe to get a little stronger, because you could get him on a crew where in Orlando, for example, that's really guard heavy, and you might set him back. 
as opposed to him staying at Arkansas for one more year, playing under a really good coach, playing under a really good system, and get on a crew where they could use him immediately. And I don't want him to end up in I don't want him to end up on a crew like Orlando where he's sitting behind somebody for two or three years when he could get better in school, get stronger, then put his name in the draft and become more mature. I, I need to pause because Honcho uh in, in, in the chat, I need to tell you something because he's they're I'm assuming they're talking wings and you know food. So I'm paying attention um, about, he said, lemon pepper. So check this out, Honcho. If you really like lemon pepper, check this out, what you do. If you like it spicy, do what I do. Use hot if you don't use mild, okay? Take your lemon pepper wings, get a little bowl, put hot sauce, and, and mix it with Caesar dressing. And dip your lemon pepper wings into that mixture of Caesar mm. dressing with hot sauce. It is fantastic. Okay, um, moving, <laughs> moving, moving on. That's that's the new. I guess yeah. it's basically just like spicy ranch, right? It's Fire. delicious. I'll take it. It's fantastic. Oh, FIFA boy, what's good, panel? Can you list in order, in order, one, two, three, four, on which cities you would live in? Toronto, Dallas, Houston, and Las Vegas. Hmm. Um. Probably in that order, or maybe switch Dallas and Houston. But okay, in that well, order. well, yeah. well. First and for, first and foremost, uh, for the panel tone, can you tell everybody what the temperature is on average in January in Toronto? <laughs> Which means <laughs> Toronto goes to the bottom that. of the list. That goes to the <laughs> bottom of the list. We'll start the conversation yeah. right there. So Toronto goes to the bottom it's of like the list. Thirty-two. It's not as bad as you think. It's okay, like, I believe that thirty-two in science is freezing on average. It is, it is the freezing yeah, mark. Yes. Yeah, I think that, that's freezing on average. I think I'm good on Toronto. Okay, so now that leaves Dallas, Houston, and San Antonio. Um, that leaves Dallas, Houston, and Las Vegas, which is basically yeah. the Disney World for adults. Now I think I'm good on Disney World. So we're gonna drop Las Vegas down a little bit more. So now that leaves Houston and Dallas. So Houston is very much an adult city. Good food, mm -hmm. good atmosphere, really good weather. Cost of living isn't that cheap. No state taxes. No state taxes in Dallas neither, but a little more livelier in Houston. So I'm going to go Houston, Dallas, Vegas, Toronto. So being the the you know the traveled person that I am, you know, 60 plus countries that I've visited, lived in four countries, lived in 27 different cities. I've experienced all these places. Um, mm -hmm. Vegas maybe a little too much. Um, so uh, I'll, I'll give you uh, and, and obviously born. So, so you, you told you spent you spent a night or two more than you should have in Vegas, is what you're saying? Yeah. I feel like there's a story the, time the, here. The, the problem was, I'm not going to do a story, but the problem is when I lived in LA and when I lived in, in Scottsdale. <laughs> yeah, maybe one night when we have a few drinks, I'll share. But living in LA, living in, living in Scottsdale, it's only four hour drive, right? So there's mm -hmm. too many times, too many times. Oh, yeah. Um, too many visits but that being said that being said i love toronto obviously born in toronto raised in toronto i love toronto um things have changed in toronto and i've actually we've i've had lengthy conversations with mrs fluent about moving and the city that i bring up most often to move to is mm -hmm. houston i i love houston i love houston because there is yeah. a the cost of living is great. No state tax. There's a really good school district that I found. I'm not going to tell everybody because I don't want them to go there. Uh, no, in, in the woodlands, which is where I would live. Uh, Sugarland is a very diverse place that has lots of different types of food. The Sugarland, excuse me, lots of different kinds of food and stuff. You know that I, I have a friend who lives in Houston who is, uh, 
He's the state representative. So, you know, so I got some political ties to Houston as well. I, I, I helped him with his campaign. Yeah. So I love Houston. Houston would be one for me. Toronto would be two. And even though I hate the weather and I will complain from November 1st to March 31st about the weather, you will never, but then I'll never complain in the summer because it was beautiful today. Um, but in the winter, I hate the winter. I hate the snow. I hate the cold, but I'm still going to put it too because, well, I got a lot of family here. My parents are here and my brothers are here. So I, I love Toronto. And then I put Dallas uh, third and Vegas is only fourth because if you live in Vegas, I, I would get way too much oh. trouble. So I, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that and the Vegas. weather there is even it's disgusting. It's just gross desert. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's my order. All right, word. Nice, nice. All right, next question. Oops. Oh, that's it? No, no, I, 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 clicked it. I, did, I clicked the wrong thing. This is why you got to take this um, over. Yeah, next week, next week. <laughs> All right, never off four two zero two ticket. Ticket's no longer oh. here, but we'll do our best to answer it. Uh, what What do Miami need to win the finals twenty twenty four? Damian Lillard. Boom. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I think we're done. That's all that you guys need. You'll be good to go. Keep Bam. Right. Get Dame. Boom. There you go. Double P. Fluent. You mm. are the Raptors GM, and you have Golden State. Golden State on the phone. They want OG. <laughs> that ship has sailed, my friend. Realistically, yes. uh, what gets the deal done for you? Pool is still on the team. So this is probably being asked because there was a rumor that Pool was offered to Toronto uh, for OG. Mm. And I would say that I would need Pool, Kaminga, two firsts. And even though I don't like that trade, it would be if OG just wants out. Um, because I need shooting, so I'm going to get that from Pool. I need a big, so I'm going to get that from Kaminga, and I need first-round picks because I really believe Golden State is what two, three years away. With Steph is you know 100 years old, that they're yeah. going to give me some. Th those picks are going to be valuable. They're going to be high picks because they'll they'll go through a you know like if you remember now this was when KD uh, got hurt and left, and then Steph got hurt right when they win like five games, 15 games, whatever, and they got the second pick, Wiseman. Second pick was Wiseman. So the. I, I feel like yeah. that's why I would want those picks out like two, three years out um, mm -hmm. because I think they could be valuable. Um, and yeah, so I, I would do that because I think OG, I love OG, but OG on, on the Raptors is, look, he's their best defender, but he's also redundant, right? He's a three and he's a six foot eight, three and D guy. Well, you got a six foot eight Pascal Siakam. You got a six foot eight yeah. point forward in Scotty Barnes. Like you've yeah. got that. Yeah. They do different things, but I, I'm, I'm, I, I, they need shooting. They need shooting. And the plus side to what you just said, Tone, with the new CBA, the way the new CBA is, those picks, like I think they, I think I don't think you can get first round picks like out six you years out or something like that. Right. Yeah, you can't go out. So three years would would, would, would be the max. Sure, that that that's perfect. That, yeah, yeah, that's work. And, and honestly, yeah. I think Pool, I think Pool is looking for an opportunity. Whether he can do it or not, we'll see. He's looking for an opportunity where he could be the primary ball handler, and I think that that could work. That could have worked for him in Toronto. So, mm -hmm. um, because they don't. You really yeah. have that guy anymore to right they they really don't yeah. have a, a point guard i guess so he could do that mm. yeah. yeah i think it could have been good for sure um sports psp better defensive player olajuwon or bill russell Oof. hakeem olajuwon for me it's hakeem olajuwon i think he's the best defensive player in nba history his ability to man the paint his ability to defend in transition i'm watching 
Lajuan run from rim to rim, slow down guys like Kevin Johnson, run Kevin Johnson from being the point guard running down the middle to running him off of that and running him away from the basket as as a tra in transition. That doesn't that doesn't include just him man in the paint. His ability to rebound, right? His ability to completely throw your offense out the window. His ability to not as as a team as a team defender his ability to make his other guys even better, like Kenny Smith, like Lewis Lloyd, right? Lewis Lloyd was, was an all-league defender, like Rodney like Rodney McCray when he had him. Rodney McCray made the all-league defensive team. The only time he made the all-league defensive team was when he was with Olajuwon. And when you got a guy like that running with you, I have a tendency to take more chances. I have a tendency to be more aggressive because I got a rim protector like Olajuwon. I have a defensive presence like Olajuwon. His ability to guard on the, on the perimeter in addition to guarding on the paint. I think Olajuwon is the best defensive player in NBA history. I, I want to say first about Bill Russell is that I think Bill Russell might have had the toughest assignment of maybe any center in the history of the NBA. Um, being As he played in an NBA that only had like eight, nine, ten teams over the course of his career, and he had like Wilt and Nate Thurman and like all these phenomenal centers that – that's where they, th they threw the ball into the center. So he had to yes. defend a, a solid, if not great, if not exceptional center every single night. He never had really a night off, right? Mm -hmm. Like there are times, you know, even though Shaq says he, you know, he hated playing against, you know, big country Reeves. He had nights where he got to play against Sean Bradley, where he got to play against uh, Dudley, where he got to play, Wayne Shinches. Right? Yeah, like he had those, right? I, I remember Toronto had this starting, their first season, their starting center was Jean Tabak, right? Like you had, he had Eric nights Montrose, off. guys like Eric that. Eric Montrose, yeah, you had mm -hmm. nights off. So Bill Russell never had that. That being said, um, he also didn't have to guard out as far because they were throwing it into the center as mostly kind of post-up. So I think Olajuwon's versatility, right? Like to have a center who could get 200 blocks and 100 steals is ridiculous, right? So I think his versatility defensively made him a fan. That's why I give him the edge over Russell. I think it's close, um, but I think I, I give I give Olajuwon the edge too, but I just want to shout out Russell because I think he had the tougher assignment night in and night out. When you're talking about a guy in Hakeem Olajuwon, like I hear people talk about, you know, being an all-league defender. For the people who don't know, Hakeem Olajuwon in the 1988-89 season, he did not make the all-league defensive team. He is the only player in NBA history to have almost 300 blocks and over 200 steals. There you go. At the five spot and not make the all-league defensive team. That's never happened in NBA history. That, that gives you an idea of how good Olajuwon was defensively. And by the way, Houston was a top – I think they were a top four defense that year. And he did not make the all-league defensive team over both Patrick Ewing and Mark Eaton. Um, I'm going to pause the Super Chats to uh, fill you guys in on a challenge that's been laid out. Um, it does, it, I don't know if it's going to be this week. It might, that might have to be next week just because of time. Um, first off – uh, for those of you talking about the cities, yes, Honcho, you do have to visit Toronto. It's a beautiful city. Billy Bob's telling you about Car Caribbean Carnival, which used to be called Carabana. Your boy Shaq used to come up here every year and had a blast. Mm -hmm. uh, it is, it's coming up soon, actually. It's phenomenal. Um, most multicultural city in the world. Food from all over the place. It's beautiful. It's lovely. It's clean. Toronto, it's is on, Toronto is on a bucket list, Tom. It is. Yeah, Your friend, actually. Your friend Sarah Spain was just up here for the WNBA exhibition game, and she said mm -hmm. she loved it so much 
that she's going to come on our show July 13th um, and say what's up and, and talk some uh, football, some some WNBA stuff, some uh, – so we're going to talk a little – yeah, we're going to talk some Chicago Bears. We're going to talk about uh, what's the show that she does um, with all this scoring around the horn. Yeah. Around the horn. So Sarah Spain, uh, she'll be here uh, in two weeks on July 13th. I won't say anything. Chill. <laughs> but how you feel about yep. her. Um <laughs> Um, but that being said, I will be on my best behavior, just so you guys know. Yes, I will be on no, my best behavior. You're quieter than you've ever seen him. I'm going to embarrass you in front of her. Uh, that being said, um, our friend Sebastian has challenged you, uh, Chill, to a NBA Finals trivia <sighs> quiz. So what he wants to do is Haley and I will call out a year, any year between 1947 and 2023, and you guys will buzz in and uh, tell us who the NBA Finals matchup was that year. The okay. winner, the winner, um, okay. gets bragging rights because <laughs> we don't have any prizes to give away. We're doing it on something... here. Yeah, we'll do it here on, on the show. On the show. Yeah. Do you? Would you? Would you be okay. open to doing that? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right. So next week, Sebastian, yeah, I'll it. give you a week. I'll Just give you a week to when. memorize. Yeah. Next, next, next Thursday. Jay's the one that asked. Yeah. We can do it right now. Yeah, you can so. do it right now. Yes. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if we have. We'll see. We'll see if we have time. So I just I wanted to put that out okay. there. I. I wasn't going to say anything about Sarah Spain, oh. but there you go. I said it too. So now you got you got both pieces of information, so we can get back to the super chats. <laughs> Okay, Huncho, Chill, who would mouth. you rather have? Uh, Carrie Lenko or Matrix? Carrie Lenko or the Matrix? Sean Marion. Sean Marion. Sean Marion was phenomenal in that in that Phoenix offense. It wasn't until he got into different places where his flaws had gotten magnified. Andrew Karolinko, he kind of seemed like if he played in that eight seconds or less, he would have been so much better. But I, I can't I, I can't fight a twenty and ten guy in, in in Sean Marion. So if I had to choose between the two of them, it would be Sean Marion. Okay. There you go. Nice. Double P, you have a ten year contract as a GM. Pick your foundation piece on and off court is included. AI or Harden. Basically, who would be less of a headache? Tone, you are a Knicks. you you are the Knicks GM. It's about time. Okay, Tone, you are the Knicks GM, okay, so and you have an opportunity to go with either James Harden or Allen Iverson. And remember, you are in the mecca of basketball, and you're looking at a guy like James. You're looking at a guy in James Harden who is basically a scoring machine. You're also looking at a guy in Allen Iverson who looks like he's from Brooklyn. He looked like he's from Harlem, right? He looks like he is from Queens. He looks like he's very relatable to everybody there. And you know when you when you are in the mecca of basketball, how you can basically market Allen Iverson. Which guy are you going with? James Harden. Mm. I'm taking James Harden because I know, having been able to see their teams, I have the trust in myself as a GM that I'm going to put the pieces around him that will accentuate his positives and cover up his weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and I think James Harden... I know we haven't really seen it, but I think I can easily build a team around James Harden easier, mm -hmm. easier 
uh, than I can Allen Iverson, who Allen Iverson is going to want to play a certain way. Allen Iverson is going to be, this is going to be a headache. He's going to push back. And, and, you know, I'm already have enough to deal with, with the new New York media. I don't need to deal with Allen Iverson uh, questioning my moves <laughs> um, on, on our, on our own MSG channel. Uh, so that's, so I'm going with James Harden, even though I like Allen Iverson more than James Harden. I'm, I'm picking James. I'm picking James Harden. Mm-hmm. All right. I feel like you disagree. I, well, the reason why, because I'm I'm just thinking about who Allen Iverson is. I'm thinking about it from a marketing standpoint. And during that time when James Harden, I mean, I'm sorry, during that time when Allen Iverson was coming up, the NBA was making a shift and Allen Iverson becoming what he became. I just think just for the culture, the kind of player but he I was turning like we're into. Drafting them today. Well, if, if we if, if we drafted going to 2033. If we if we drafted them today, it's even more Allen Iverson, considering what the culture is, what social media is, how how media has expanded, what Allen Iverson would do for the New York market. And as a player, his ability to get buckets, right? His ability to take over games. I would have to go with Iverson. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, both good good uh answers. Angie. The Rain City Showcase is back for a second year straight. Last year sold out. Is this a sign that we're getting closer to an NBA return to Seattle? I already told you, Angie. You until heard- I don't care where you're talking about expanding the NBA. If the NBA is not expanded to Seattle first, I'm not listening to any cities. I don't care about Vegas. I don't care about St. Louis. I don't care about Baltimore. I don't care about any of those other cities. The NBA needs to be back in Seattle. They never should have you left. Heard Brooke Lopez. What? What? What about what about Brook Lopez? Well, Brook Lopez. When they asked him, they're like, "Where would you want to be traded?" I think it was yesterday. He said, "I want oh, to be yeah. traded to Seattle." <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So it's I was true. like, "Okay, maybe, maybe there's something going on." But um, yeah, me, I agree, hundred percent, Angie. Just one hundred percent. Just move Minnesota. Like they're never gonna do anything in Minnesota anyway. Just move them. <laughs> No, not Portland. No, no. Keep they'll there. burn the city up. They'll burn Portland down. Age. They should have they they done what they should have done was stop. What they should have done was stop. Stop the Buffalo Braves from building uh, a stadium in my city and move them to Seattle because they, they we don't need them in, in LA. We don't we don't need them. Hmm. Um, Reggie the tree. Hello, everyone. I love this. Show two questions. Where do y'all rank Dennis Johnson, Calvin Murphy, and Mo Cheeks when it comes to lead guard um, and star bench cut in prime Mark Eaton, Ralph Sampson, and Tom Chambers? Hmm. Wow. So. Okay, so let's rank Dennis Johnson, Calvin Murphy, Mo Cheeks first. Yep. Yeah. I'm going, two I'm going Mo. I'm going Mo Cheeks. I'm going in the reverse order. I'm going Mo Cheeks, Calvin Murphy, Dennis Johnson. I'm actually going Dennis Johnson. I'm going Mo Cheeks. Calvin Murphy was buckets. I, you, know I like, you, you know I like yeah. scores. <laughs> and we're and, and we talking about league guards. I think I think Mo Cheeks was a better league guard than Calvin Murphy. Right. I think Dennis Johnson was the best league guard of the three of these guys. Um, so I'd go Dennis Johnson, Mo Cheeks, Calvin Murphy. Calvin Murphy was buckets, but I don't think he was a better league guard than – then that's fair. I, Dennis, it's tough to rate Dennis Johnson because playing on that Celtics team. Sorry. Uh, yes. Uh, okay. Um, and then okay. in terms of okay. the start bench cut, in terms of the start bench cut, yeah. it's when they say a prime, it's so tough because Ralph Sampson really didn't have a prime. 
right? Like right. After year two, we got hurt after year two or three got hurt. Um, but I, I'm going to go, I'll still go because what I, what I know Ralph Sampson could have been maybe Ralph Sampson, Tom Chambers, and then Mark Eaton last. Mark Eaton was a great shot blocker, but that's about it for me. Hmm. Tom Chambers, ridiculous athlete. He is very much like what if, if think Kevin Love set a better athlete. When you think about when, when you think about Tom Chambers, think Kevin Love set a better athlete and a better one-on-one player. Mm. Um, I always remember that dunk. Like it felt like foul line, but I feel like it was a, that two-handed from. He almost hit his line. head on the rim. He was looking like he was looking at he was looking at the rim like dunk on Mark Jackson. Um, Ralph Sampson. He Ralph Sampson goes into the Giannis mode, to be honest, in the Giannis mode, because that's kind of the player that he was, right? In terms of just being a bigger, more advanced, more skilled guy than a lot of other people. Um, Mark Eaton was primarily a rim protector. He wasn't nearly as advanced offensively as Ralph was or as Tom Chambers was. But his defense, in terms of his value, I would have to go Ralph, Mark Eaton, Tom Chambers. You went Mark Eaton first? Oh, Ralph. Ralph. Oh, Ralph. Oh, okay. okay. Angie Carr. H, thoughts on D-Rose free agency? I have faith. Um, Yeah, I've seen that. I think, where is he hoping to go back to Chicago? I think is kind of where I've seen. I'm sure other teams would be interested. But to be honest with you, um, I mean, D-Rose is universally loved and – that, that there's no question about that. I think, you know, he, he has a standing ovation every time he even steps foot on the court. But in my opinion, his, his day, his best hooping days are, are behind him. That's what I was um, about to ask you, H is what, what what's yeah. the, what's the, what's the ceiling with, with Derek Rose these days? Does he, does he still have the goods? I don't know. It's hard to know. I, I want to believe that he does. I just think we would have seen instances. I believe that his coaches would have used him more if he did have the goods. Why mm-hmm. would they not? So, unless he's just been kind of like put to the wayside. Um, but it, it's D Rose, the energy that he brings to a roster alone, to the fans alone. Why would you not utilize, utilize him more and let him play, get those minutes if he, if he's capable and if he can per- perform better than the other guys on the court, I just, I, I don't think that, I don't know if he can, but I hope he can. I, I mm-hmm. want to see him play somewhere else and I want him to see him be successful. I just don't know if he can. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Sucks though, makes me sad. <laughs> but, um, all right, JG, much love to the show, to the best show on PC. What are we saying about booking Hades legacies if Phoenix doesn't win a chip at all in those ne- in these next few years? I don't think that this affects book more than it affects KD because book or this is books, this is books team. Book was already in Phoenix the whole time. They built that unit around him and DeAndre Ayton. They ended up getting to the finals. It wasn't Book who asked for KD. It was KD who asked to come to Phoenix, and they ended up emptying that roster and getting rid of a lot of the good pieces in favor of KD. Now, because of that, Book may be a casualty of that, but I think KD is going to be more of a recipient of bad news and bad reviews more than Book because Book was already doing his thing before KD showed up. I think we're saying yeah. the same thing we've been saying. Book's a great scorer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and KD has great teammates, stacks the deck, and can't get it done. It's the same thing we, we said about him when with Brooklyn. Yeah. It's, hey, without the Warriors, he has no chips. Um, 
great and another great scorer, but not really a great intangible leader. Right. And it does mean something, and that's who who they are. If they don't win, if they don't, if they win, again, we're gonna have a different conversation. But I don't think they're gonna win. I think it's a little bit more yeah. than are you are you good or are you not good? No, nah, come on, man. It's a little, I, it's bit, a little bit more complicated than are you good or are you not. Good. No, that is a very yeah. uh, that is a very <laughs> casual take. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. To quite wait, it was on open gym today. Not my take, LMAO. Uh, yeah. And that's the question he asked earlier. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that. Oh, yeah. 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 I, 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 knew, I knew I heard it somewhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Beautiful boy, fluent, yes. loves food. Of course. Who doesn't? Who, who, who doesn't? Hey, love yes. food? I actually had that yep. conversation a couple of days ago. What do people get excited about the most? Eating. Food. What's the one thing that brings the world together the most? Food. 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 It's music. Food. <laughs> With the exception of my, you know, my 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 wife and kids. Like I'm, I'm I, that's an obvious. Right. I mean, non non yeah, wife yeah, yeah. family first. Non wife and kids. Yeah. Um, food, music, uh, NFL football, NBA basketball. Like that. Mm -hmm. the, there isn't even a number five. It's those four things. That's it. That's that's. If I could just do those four things all the time, it would be the best if you if you asked if you had a poll and you asked who gets excited about eating and you asked <laughs> 10 people who would they say gets excited about eating they would say everybody everybody everybody, everybody yeah. gets excited if you don't, about you eating. Know, there's something wrong with you you're, right. you're not from earth um okay oh we why are we getting on these like are we travel like, we, yes. yeah okay cool, cool. Flu fluent um, in travel yeah i like it yeah. Double P, would you rather live in Washington or Arizona? Washington I'm going to assume state? it's Washington State because it's Arizona. Yeah. So I'm right. assuming state versus state. Mm -hmm. um, man, I really love living in Arizona because mm -hmm. of the weather. Washington tricked me. I don't know if you guys know this. I went to Seattle for two, week, for two weeks. Like yeah. I'm, my, my job had a training there. It was right in the middle. I want to say July, two weeks, not one drop of rain. So you know how beautiful Seattle is when it's green and sunny, like Gore, and there's no state income tax, I believe, as well in Washington, correct? So I was like, I might move to Seattle. <laughs> I went back for three days every single week, every single month after that, because uh, it was part of my territory. I traveled for my job, and it was raining every, every single time I went back for the full year. And I'm like, I'm so glad I didn't move back. So I'm picking Arizona. I like the heat. I like the heat. I yeah. like the heat. Me too. AZ all the way. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm from there, so. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's that's this. You're a little bit by. You, you're a little bit by. I'm so a little bit. The, when it comes the to sunsets that. alone, and just like um, the forget desert the sunsets, and... the thunderstorm or the lightning storms. Have you seen what are they called? Um, when the like dust storm comes, and you can just see a wall, and you're like, all right, I have ten minutes to like get inside before it's absolutely like, <laughs> yeah, it's bad. What are those called? I can't even remember. I think they're just dust um, storms. Okay, yeah. Rio. I, used to, I used to live in the mountains though, so like it was. There's no lights, and the lightning storms were just. Whew, it was, yeah. Yeah, it's intense. Yeah. Shout All out right, to Rio Hidden, Shout out to Hidden Hills. Beautiful, beautiful. Shout out. What does Harden do for the heat in your eyes? Nothing. <laughs> No. This gives them a, then he just, he just uh, gives them another scorer, but we all know what it's going to turn into when the playoffs start. He he gives them a less efficient uh, Kyle Lowry. Yeah. He gives them a scorer. He gives them a bucket getter, which okay. they need, but we know what it's going to look like which is when the what playoffs they start. Do need. They do it's not going to work. But... It's not going to work. Yeah, they, they, they do. They, they they need another bucket getter, and James you know Harden will be that bucket getter. I'll say this. It gives them, it gives them a, an inconsistent scorer that we saw, right? The mm -hmm. one day he gives you 40, the next 13. 
uh, an inconsistent playmaker, but a name that will give people hope to say, oh, they're going to be better because they got James Harden, but they won't be. Mm. I know I'm hard on Harden. I know. Yeah. Um, FIVA boy, oh. Haley, background clear, both of yours respectfully. Thank you. Thank you very much. H Boogie is the man. She is. Yeah, no, I, I went for something new. <laughs> well, I had a black background and it was like reflecting we, light weird. So can we pause we, for we a second? Are. What is that background? It's like Is it a wall? Is it wallpaper? Little, is it um they're individual tiles that you can buy on Amazon? Um, do you guys know who skate I should I don't I should I'm not gonna even say that. But anyways, um it's like a lot of YouTubers use them. Um oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know if I could say it. Look, you know, of course you can say it. Who cares? He's, He's like gonna, a YouTuber that, that does like to catch there... a predator. What? It's just like child, um, protect, like he catches like. The oh, he. Oh, he, anyways, yeah, you can shout um, out someone who's doing that. Yeah. He's like crazy. Dude. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know what yeah, we're yeah. allowed to say, but yeah. So don't worry. We, um, yeah, we can't lose, we can't lose, a, we can't lose put, a sponsor like, we don't have. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the pain. But yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. Uh, Tech Moolah, so much knowledge here, better than ESPN. Facts. Hey man, we do what we can. Thank That's you. what we do on Fluent and Chill. Right. Even though, I, even though I'm a casual, according to some people in the chat, we make you more fluent and we chill at the same yeah. time. But yeah, who? Except yet, they're here. They're yeah, in our chat. Too. So tell me why uh -huh. that is. Right. Uh -huh. They're they're in our All chat right. to tell us how much <laughs> smarter they are than us. That's mm -hmm. <laughs> apparently, apparently. Um, um, all right, FIFA boy, what's with all the Dallas hate? What's the problem? Nobody hates Dallas. Who hated on Dallas? I yeah, love Dallas. Yeah, who, 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 yeah right. Who, on who, our who, list. Right, who's hating on Dallas? I, I had mean, him at you number know, two. You know what it is? It's because when you pick one thing over another, people you're a hate. hater. You're a hater. Yeah, hater, casual, you, troll. You're a hater. Yeah, I, said, I said I had Dennis Johnson last out of the three, so I hate Dennis Johnson and I don't know basketball. Mm -hmm. No, I just that's where you clearly a casual telling you a hater. You don't know what you're talking about. Can't have my own opinion. I watched him play. I know how I feel about him. No. FIFA. All right. Jay does it 15. No. Give no. Austin, Texas a team, Joe. You already got three teams in Texas. Why do you need another one? Yeah. You got three of them in Texas. What are we doing, man? Stop it. Get some help. Even though Austin is a dope city, I've been to Austin before. Austin, <laughs> Texas is dope. Zen Masters Black Basketball Channel. I'm tired of everyone dissing Portland when none of y'all have actually been here. For most of us, it's love at first sight. Thunder, go home. Okay, first he said when most of y'all, when none <laughs> of y'all, he's not talking about us because yeah, when none yeah, of y'all yeah, have yeah, actually yeah. been there. Then let's let's make sure we clear. I am a huge fan that. of Portland. I love yeah, the city of Portland. Portland. I've been to Portland more than once, more than twice, more than three times, and I love the city of Portland. It's a dope city. Um, I believe I've told you guys, well, when I went to those Seattle every yeah. month, the next yeah. stop after Seattle was Portland for three, four days yeah. every single month. Mm -hmm. And I, I, like, I'm telling Haley little dive restaurants to go eat at because yeah. she, she lives there and doesn't know of them. That's my, yeah. Portland, Seattle. Masters, yeah. briskets, baby. So. Hey, what's the name of the donut spot in Portland? Voodoo. I'll Voodoo. tell you. It's Voodoo That's Donut. It. Voodoo Donuts. That's yeah. the name of that. That's the time donuts. I spend in Portland all the time. Absolutely. So next time, <laughs> next time y'all decide you decide to start dissing us, maybe do your research, and that's all yeah, I gotta yeah. say. About I don't think that. he's talking about us. He's probably talking about people in the chat. <laughs> but no, you're no. I totally get you though. A lot of people do 
put down Portland and it, I hate it. I don't like when people talk well, about it. Is a very, Portland is a very green kind of let's hug a tree city. So for most people, who live, <laughs> no, for most people, it who live, is, it it's a big well, city. It means the basketball it's, team, right? Yeah. Granola. The city yeah, itself yeah. is garbage. Do not move here. Uh, a PSA. Don't come to Portland if you can anymore. It 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 is no longer um oh, the no. greatest city in the Northwest Pacific. Oh, that's Northwest. too bad. No. It's becoming whack age. What's the problem up there, dude? Are Portland? I'm sorry. Like wherever you stand politically is totally dope, but when it comes to Portland, there's only one. It's it's very much one thing, and that's totally fine. Oh. Actually, like it's beautiful, but because of that, the taxes. Our governor is like not even we since she's been elected nothing and then of course the homeless problem and then of course um the fact that they burn stuff they ride every week and there's always some type of like um what do you Mm. call it when you every weekend every week and there's such a problem so Mm. yeah yeah but overall it's beautiful it's just not what it was anymore it's broken broken down yeah Mm -hmm. that's my rant bo dallas thoughts on Kyrie to miami no no thoughts no same way I feel. Oh, like, no. Same way I feel about James Harden. Same way I feel about James Harden. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm with that. Same yeah, Kelly and Maiden. That's a really good point. Yeah. Um, will Luca ever be the best player in the world? And if so, what does that player look like? A better defender, who gives mm. more defense. That's what he looks like. And he's and he's a more efficient scorer too. Who's a better defender at their position, Luca or Jokic? Joker. And what does Luca have to do to be on that level? Because that's really where he needs to be, right? He just needs to defend as good as Jokic. What does he need to do more? I think he needs to give more effort more than anything. I've mentioned this in the past. If you watch Luca just as a transition defender alone, he is not very good. And not only is he not very good as a transition defender, he doesn't. He gives minimal effort in the first instance of being in front of his in front of the offensive guy. Once he gets beat, he gives no effort to get back into play. None whatsoever. I think I'm not a big fan of Luca defensively. I am not. And until he shows me different, I'm out. All right. Uh, before we get to any more super chats, uh, we have a special, special surprise. We are going to give you the top 10. Uh, as you know, uh, Zion, uh, friend, Morana. Um, yes, I said it that way for a reason. Um, with her uh, announcing her pregnancy with Zion's baby, I thought it was a good time to give uh, Angie Carr's top 10 Zionisms. Uh, and here they are. Coming in, at, coming, coming, in at, coming in at number 10. Actually, can I do it this way? Let's see if I can do it this way. No, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah, well. Number 10. Number 10. Yeah, number 10. Zion never blows leads, just backs. <laughs> number nine. I feel like David Letterman. Like I need like a like a card. Some, some music, some, some music <laughs> in the back. We get some music in the back. Absolutely. We'll uh, do some music in the back. Why not? Number nine. Zion got traded to the Kings. Light the. I don't know how I feel about that one. Number eight. Zion loves slapping backboards and cheeks. <laughs> number seven. Number seven. Zion making a super team, just not on the court. <laughs> Zion's penetration is unmatched and unstoppable. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Zion, dropped, 
Zion drops the hammer, just not on the court. <laughs> Banger. Banger. Z- number four, number four. Zion shot wet as AF, just not on the court. <laughs> number three. Number three, Zion-isms. Congratulations on your new baby with Morana. Number three, Zion D is unmatched. Just not on the court. <laughs> we got a theme here. Yeah, yeah everything yeah, is great. Yeah. It's just not on the and court. Last, the last the top two are, bo- are, are, yes, they're very similar. Here we go. Number two, number two, Zionisms. Zion stayed bussing ass. Just not on the court. <laughs> and the number one. The number one Zionism. Zion gives maximum effort, but not on the court. court. Not on the court. (laughs) Let me tell you more. Ten Zionisms uh, from Angie Carr. Thank you very much. God, I love you. Coming to a PC TikTok channel near you. Um, (laughs) Super chats, or do we have another topic? We're. I thought you were going to say let's talk about the top ten names that. Zion or Mariah is going to call Zion's baby. We can absolutely we do that. Baby you know, we only have a couple super chess lists. So let's finish those off yeah. and then we can, yeah. we can decide what we want to do. Um. Okay. Jay does it 15. Do y'all think Jalen Hutch, you know, can play as a rookie? I think he's better than all Laker guards right now. Uh, was coached by ex NBA coach, Mike Woodson in college. So he can, so he can get on the crew right now. He could play. So he better than Austin Reeves. He better than D'Angelo Russell. Um, he better than all of them do. So he can get on the crew right now and 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 play in front of all of those guys. If he could do that, then that would be impressive. I'm not sure if he could do that though. Not sure. Um, I think. I think here's the th- if they re-sign. Um, Austin Reeves, or they pay him. If he's still on that team, I think I still think Jalen Hood will get minutes, but they're going to be limited because of him. If for some reason Austin Reeves gets his bag somewhere else, I think they'll they'll think look at Jalen Hood like the replacement to uh, to him, and he'll get every opportunity. I think he can. I think he can, but you never know. Like some guys look great in college, and you think they're going to translate, and they don't. Some guys, you're kind of like, I'm not sure. And then they do right. So Austin Reeves was undrafted, if, if 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 I'm correct, and he did just fine, right? So although I don't think the Lakers like typically to start, not start to give rookies a lot of minutes, they're in a situation now where they got no choice. So yeah, I think he's got. He'll have every opportunity for sure. Yeah. Angie Carr, as a city, how beautiful is Vancouver? Really, Vancouver's on a bucket list too. Yeah, Vancouver, yeah, Vancouver is on a bucket list too. Yes, it is. So, get out of your get out of your uh, Toronto fandom. Uh, no, 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 yeah. no, no. I'm just gonna give you a reality check. So, Vancouver mm-hmm. is a beautiful city, especially if you go outside of Vancouver, right? Because they've got great weather, right? It's mm-hmm. kind of like Seattle, um, but and, and beautiful mountains, you know, trees, all that kind of stuff is beautiful. Downtown Vancouver, right? You want to talk about a homeless problem? You want to talk about a drug epidemic? Like epidemic? Like it is. They're in the same boat. There, there is a really, really bad stretch of Vancouver that you need to stay away from. But yes, it's it's a beautiful city, but it's it's not as nice as it was ten years ago. Hasn't? Still nice. Still beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, exactly. 
All right, Keon Jones, how do you guys see free agency playing out with the free agents available? Good question. Also, I saw a report on CBS Sports about Kyrie supposedly meeting with Dallas in Phoenix. He ends up in Phoenix. I'm done. <laughs> Needs you. <laughs> I don't think you got to worry about uh, Phoenix anymore. Yeah, yeah it looks Phoenix like Jay showed us the, the receipts. They, they, yeah. They're out. Jig is I don't up. think Phoenix is yeah. out. I, I think Phoenix is out. Um, I don't think that there's going to be that. I mean, this free agency class isn't one of the best ever. So I don't think that there's going to be a huge splash, right? But we are going to see some guys move around. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited to see where some of these guys end up. But it's not what it was years ago when we had, you know, top-level guys as free agents. Like, who are, who, are the, who are the top free agents? Kyrie Irving. Um, let's see. James Harden. James Harden is in the free agent. I'm sorry. He's a. Uh, oh, no, he opted in. Uh, yeah, yeah he just opted in. Great. So James Harden is in the free agent. Draymond. Um, Draymond. But that, that's what the free agent class is, though. But that's but that's the that's that was my point. Is that yeah, that's, that's you're, what the free class top tier players, right? Like I think I think there'll be yeah. a lot of movement, but I think it'll be a lot of you know mm-hmm. tier two, tier three players, and it will make right. a difference. It'll change the balance of power because we forget how yeah. important those role players are. Yeah. Um, but you're you know you're not seeing you know it's not like you know LeBron, KD, um, you know Dame. You know these guys aren't free agents, the big name guys. So it's it's going to be a guy like James Harden that let's be honest, you're taking a chance on at this point. A Kyrie Irving, let's be honest, that you're taking a chance on. You know, it's a Houston Rockets team that is going to be signing Fred Van Vliet and possibly uh, Dylan Brooks. Like the, that's not? not those aren't top tier players, mm-hmm. but they could make a huge difference in Houston, or they could be a disaster in Houston. Um, so you know, you know what I mean. Like, so we're going to see a lot of. I think you see a lot of movement, but like you said, I don't think it's going to be. It's it's just not top tier talent, but I think it'll make a difference. Absolutely, I think we might see more yep. trades. Um, with the new kind of CBA now in effect, uh, then then mm-hmm. we saw. I thought we were going to see them draft night before the CBA took effect, um, but I think that stopped people because I don't think they understood what some of the trades would mean financially with the new CBA. So I think that's why everyone stopped because they're mm-hmm. like, let's figure out what these numbers mean because with these, you know, people were asking me after the panel today. I need more information. What's this apron, you know, first apron, second apron? Like there are a lot of questions about it. And I think the teams are, it's new for them too, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely a lot. Um, Angie, back fluent, remember Zion first team, all cheeks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Double P, Off, off the court aside. Off the court aside, I know it's bad that you uh you against the on the court fit for Miles Bridges on my calves. Um, I think he's the to be honest with you, I I think he's that. the missing. I think he's the missing piece at the small forward spot. I think that he pushes you guys to a different level. Yeah. I think he's better than Okora right now, and I and I actually like Okora, but I think I think Bridges is better than him today. So if you could get him on your crew. I think he's the missing piece that can actually help move you forward. And you get him on Wait, the cheap, too, on top of that. I have a question. You know how somebody – I can't remember free, if it was – Is he a free agent? Oh, I, I, don't, I don't know why I thought he was completely, completely screwed up the bag, Tony. He was, he was, uh, before this incident, he was, up for a, he was up for a pretty substantial pay raise. Yeah. So somebody um, referred, I don't know if it was, was Woj or somebody, but remember they said something big is coming for the Cavs and they wouldn't necessarily mm-hmm. say it out loud. Do you know what that what you think that is? Is that going to be Maybe a Jared Allen right move? 
You think maybe, Miles is is that maybe, piece? Maybe this is. Don't forget, H. He was up. He was before He's, that incident happened. He was going to get paid yeah, yeah. last year. He was he was yeah, going to get he, paid. Yeah, I think he had, he had a career here. He had a career here, yeah, so. and he might be the small forward. I think he's the small forward that they missing. Okay, okay, okay. Cool, cool. There you go. We'll see. Oh. Yep. Um, I don't know what is is all on you now. That is it. Well, we 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 kind of went over a little bit tonight, so we're gonna say. But for next week, we might have some more news regarding. Who knows, Harden, Kyrie, or Dame? We don't really know. Um, but we are going to have a mini debate about who is better, Bird or Jokic. So you guys can let us know in the comments what your guys' thoughts are on that. I'm hearing that there's some, I guess people are starting to consider Jokic in a different way, and, and that's what we love, right? We, we lo love the competition. Mm -hmm. We like the, when these discussions start unraveling. So even if you're, you know, you're not 100 ready to even have that it, it's got to start somewhere and so yeah. um we're going to do that next week on top of uh cover all the trades that are are possibly going to be going on too but we appreciate mm -hmm. you guys always y'all in chat please get those likes up so we can get this out to more people so they can see the show we have some guests coming on over the next couple weeks so that should be a ton of fun we always love you know learning insights from right from the source so we'll see how mm -hmm. that goes um but yeah fluent any last words Yeah, you're All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good night. Take Thanks. it light, but take it. <laughs>